up on this 200th episode of DL Weekly, candy is only a small part of Halloween food this year. Disneyland is decked out in festive decorations for the season. Christmas is right around the corner. An iconic location has closed. We talk about 200 episodes with your voicemails and feedback and more. DL Weekly starts now. Well, hello there. Welcome to our unbirthday party. <laughs> For your safety, please be sure to stay listening with your hands, arms, feet, and ears inside the podcast. And please, do give Tag and Teresa easier trivia questions. <laughs> well, it seems DL Weekly is about to begin. Have a most wonderful time. Perhaps tea time. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome to this episode of DL Weekly for the week of September 8th, 2021. I'm Teresa Urban. And I'm Tag Bushman. We'd like to send a shout out and a big thank you. Man, it was a big week for uh, getting some new weekly tiers. We have Kim G, Aaron S, Kimberly S, Sunshine, Kara D, Kaylee J, and Sarah M. Thank you for becoming patrons. Uh, We thought it'd be really cool if we could get to 200 for our 200th episode. We did make it to 181. That's still really That's great. That's pretty awesome. So thank you guys so, so much. Uh, we're going to talk about how great our community is and everything throughout this whole episode. So if you want to become part of it, dlweekly.net slash support to sign up. Our good friend Eric from Concierge is back with more news from around the Disney universe. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Johnson with Concierge and welcome to the D180. While Teg and Teresa cover all things Disneyland, in the D-180 we take a spin around the rest of the Disney universe, and we do it in 180 seconds. Let's jump right in. We start our journey at Walt Disney World, where an old amenity came back online this week. Club-level lounges are an added bonus at some of the resort hotels. For a higher room rate, your family can access a special lounge. Food and beverages are complimentary within, changing throughout the day. It's not a big meal, but you can get fruit and pastries in the morning, soups and breads for a light lunch, meats and cheeses in the evening, and desserts at night. There are even a few beer and wine options, all free with the club-level room. Each club lounge will also have a concierge or two. It feels a bit weird to say it that way, right? Anyway, these concierges can help you with dining reservations and even travel arrangements. You can sit and relax and watch Disney movies or TV while you dine. It's a fair amount for the money. If your family isn't the type to spend all day in the parks, this is a great place to recharge with a small meal. Right now, the only lounge open is in Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. The Grand Floridian's Royal Palm Club opens on September 16th. In the coming months, Boardwalk, Wilderness Lodge, the Contemporary, and Coronado Springs lounges will also reopen. Keep an eye on opening dates if you want that upgraded experience on your next trip. Sailing out of Port Canaveral, Florida, Disney Cruise Line trips are back at sea. If you're comfortable heading to the Caribbean, you can enjoy up to 25% off cruise packages departing in September, October, and November. The fun isn't limited to the East Coast this time, though. Starting October 1st, the Disney Wonder will officially set sail once again. Short trips around Pacific destinations even include a trip to the Panama Canal. Through all of this, Disney has been very adaptive to changing regulations, even while they keep guests supported. Some longer cruises have been reduced in length. Guests with canceled or altered cruises can receive full refunds, cruise credits up to 125% the value of the cruise, onboard dining credits, and other amenities. Disney really can take care of its guests. As usual, we also have news of the Disney Wish, the new ship set to embark on its maiden voyage next year. We got to see some concept art this week for the Aqua Mouse, the first two bride on a Disney ship with a story. For now, it seems like there will be two different animated sequences on the ride. Both stories are based off the new adventures of Mickey Mouse. 
The ride is packed with water blasters, misters, pop jets, and slides, so you'll have plenty to see and do in addition to the two animated stories while you zip around the ship. Before we get back to the West Coast, let's make a stop on Oahu. Disney's Alani Resort and Spa celebrated its 10th anniversary a few days ago on August 29th. The resort's characters' auntie and uncle told special stories to the collected guests. Mickey, Minnie, and Olumel showed off new outfits for the occasion. It was a fun way to celebrate one of Disney's most luxurious resorts. If you want to join in on that fun, there are plenty of discounted rooms available at Olani. Guests staying four nights get a 25% discount, and those staying five or more nights can get 30% off their stay. This discount is for stays from now through mid-December, with a few full-price days around Thanksgiving. Military guests can get rooms during the same time period for 35% off, even if they're only staying for two nights. And as a special side note, congratulations to Teg and Teresa on your 200th episode. We're excited to see you reach this milestone. It seems like only yesterday I made my first appearance on your show to talk about Run Disney. And then they stopped doing races in Disneyland. But enough about that. It's been our pleasure to partner with you two and all of your listeners for these last few years. Thanks for 200 episodes of great Disneyland information, trivia, and fun, and here's to many, many more. And that's well beyond 180 seconds, but it was worth it, I tell ya. I hope you enjoyed our quick spin around the Disney universe. If you would like to learn more about these Disney adventures or just have a few questions, please come on over and visit the social media and websites of both DL Weekly and us, their official travel planners, Conzi Ears. We look forward to planning something special for you and your family. I'm Eric Johnson, and this has been your D180. Thank you, Eric for your kind words. It has been great. You guys were the first people ever to reach out to us and want to partner with us for the podcast. So it's been a great relationship. Uh, James has helped us a lot uh, with getting rooms booked and when we went to Disney World, Mm -hmm. getting reservations. Mm -hmm. The entire team of concierge uh, helped us uh, with that whole magic night that was really awesome. That was incredible. So really, really great. Uh, If you guys have not contacted them to talk about a Disney vacation in your future, I would... Uh, highly recommend that yes. you talk to them. Uh, there's, it's no pressure. You can just talk and get the feel. You can ask a bunch of questions, and they'll just be there when you're ready to book. Now let's get to the news. The Disney Parks blog has posted the foodie guide for Halloween time this year. There is a huge list of items that scrolls for many pages on their post, which you can find in the link in our show notes. Well, I it, the notes here say a few of your favorites, but I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm very overwhelmed and very excited about this menu. There are countless countless things that I'm very excited to try when we get there. I was joking because this was posted in our Discord chat and I was looking and scrolling through it while I was at work in between whatever during my downtime and I thought for sure I must have read the whole thing and then suddenly I realized oh oh all of that was just that was all just the Disneyland food. And then there was a whole separate section for DCA and then yet another separate section for downtown Disney and the hotels. This list is massive. I need like 10 stomachs or something to be able to eat my way through all of this. I am so, so excited. Uh, 
I yeah. I I didn't even try to read all of the stuff. Uh-uh. I looked at the pictures, uh. which there's still a lot of pictures. There is a the chocolate praline mousse cake that's yes. shaped like Dr. Facilier's hat. Yes. Looks amazing in this photo. I did see a Disney food blog, I think, had a review of it, or somebody had a review of it with a picture, mm-hmm. and it was cut open, and I'm like, okay, now I, I also still really want this. Uh, I will spare you. I will only pick one other item that I thought looked really good. Uh, well, I'll pick two. There was one <laughs> that I was disappointed by. Oh. I was really excited because they had the gray stuff. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was going to be just the gray stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, it's the exact same thing that they have all the time. The only difference is they put a chocolate cookie instead of a vanilla cookie. Yeah. And they added a little tombstone thing. But otherwise, it's exactly the same. Do you think you'll get it or no? Uh, I mean, I love it. So I'll probably get it. <laughs> I mean, um, I and the it. other one is the Oogie Boogie oh. Macaron, which is a black macaron filled with green apple, buttercream, caramel, brownies, cookie crumb dust, and a gummy candy. It's beautiful. I'm eating that. It's, it's got so a it's got beautiful. a oogie boogie like spray painted on it, airbrushed on it. I want to say there's like two, if not three, different um, cakes, like cake slices during this during this that I really want to try. There's one over at the Plaza de la Familia. There is a cocoa cake, which is layers of vanilla cake filled with a cinnamon churro flavored mousse covered in a sweet cream cheese frosting that I... It's beautiful and it sounds delicious to me. There's another Halloween cake that is over at the Plaza Inn. It's just chocolate cake with multicolored mousse, green buttercream, royal icing and Halloween sprinkles. Um, I just... I can't. I just cannot. I'm also very excited. There's a couple of different cold brew coffees. Uh, there's one at Hungry Bear, which I'm very excited to try. It's a honey cream cold brew, which was cold brew coffee with honey flavored cream poured over ice. Did somebody in our chat try that? Yes, Kate did. Kate tried it. She and said she liked it. Yes, she said she liked it, but it was a little sweet for her. But I'm I'm still very excited about it. There's also a candy apple cold brew, which I. Don't know, but I think I might try this for science, um, which is cold brew coffee, apple syrup, whipped cream, and a caramel sauce. That just sounds kind of interesting to me. But then there's also all sorts of just wonderful sounding like meals and savory things. I'm very, very excited to head back over to Plaza de la Familia because they've got tortas de papas. We talk about it later. Oh, We'll talk about it later. That's how exciting it is. But anyways, there's just, yes, lots of sweets. It's the sweets always get our eyes because they're so pretty. All sorts of different churros that we're going to have to try and navigate if we're going to, what we're going to try and what we're going to skip. I'm not as excited about the churros, but there are. This one looks interesting to me. The chocolate and matcha churro. What's matcha? This, it's, uh, it's, I, I don't know how to explain it. It looks like it's a churro with ketchup and mustard on it. No, it's here. green. <laughs> Matcha's like, no. like it's in tea. Um, I, I don't know what it is really. So I was looking at, the, at Kayla's Cake in downtown Disney. They have a mummy macarons with cookies and cream buttercream, which sounds amazing. And then this one I just think might be interesting. A pumpkin cheesecake macaron with white chocolate pumpkin ganache. Yeah. So I feel like I have to try those possibly so we need to make a so list by the way there's I don't a pumpkin know how we're cheesecake at jolly holiday that sounds really really good did you see what freya <sighs> said in the chat cast member why are you shoving all that food down teresa for science <laughs> for science but yeah just amazing there's a yeah there's a spicy corn dog at the stage or cafe barbecue bacon dog at the refreshment corner there's just so many like 
just so many amazing, delicious things, whether sweet's your thing or savory's your thing or salty, but just so many things. Disney, if you haven't already, we need a printed food guide so we can like check off as we eat our way through the park to make sure we don't miss any of these wonderful treats. Well, all around the resort, decorations have appeared for the Halloween time celebration, from the main entrance turnstiles with pumpkin versions of the Fab Five to minor decorations in the shops on Main Street, there is the presence of the season. Over in Disney California Adventure, all of the bunting has been hung, and the Headless Horseman has taken up his place on Buena Vista Street. The bats are also back in the belfry of Carthay Circle. I, You know what's really cool? So we've already talked about Oogie Boogie and how we have an updated version of Oogie Boogie in front of or, you know, on the entrance of DCA. Um, but I saw a video and I thought this was so cool. They The lighting on him at night looks fantastic. But they also have it kind of synced up. So he's... He, it looks like he's talking. So like oh. his his mouth, like the lighting on his mouth moves. So it almost looks like he's talking along with either the song or the sayings or, you know, whatever is going on. I, I think it's going to be so cool. I was looking at one of our listeners on um, Instagram. She had these different like polls or whatever. And so it was like, do you like this better or that better? And I, there was only one thing I could actually vote on because they were the most impossible things to try and vote on. It was, do you like, Main Street at night during Halloween time, or do you like Cars Land at night during oh. Halloween time? Do you like Haunted Mansion Holiday, or do you like Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark? That was the only one I could actually vote on because, hello, yeah, Haunted Mansion Holiday. But then there was also, do you like the entrance to Disneyland with the the Fab Five Pumpkins, or do you like the entrance with Oogie Boogie to DCA better? And I'm like, how do you decide? It's all so amazing which I think is great because I feel like in past years, like not recent past, but within the last 10 years, it didn't feel as even. So I think it's very cool that DCA has been stepping up and in some, like in some ways has more going on as far as like the holiday and theme decor than Disneyland does. I'm thinking about Cars Land. It's just the transformation Cars Land makes is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, between for me, so like Main Street or Cars Land, I would pick Cars Land because I feel like Main Street has Main Street for Christmas. I'd probably give it to Main Street, but not for Halloween. Mm-mm. But yeah, the my favorite thing that I'm super excited because I never got to see this is I love purple and they have all of these purple lights yes. throughout DCA. Yes. And we're gonna be there kind of late, so it'll be dark, and I'll get to enjoy the park at night, which mm-hmm. I love. So I'm very very excited for all of these decorations and all the stuff that they do. And I don't know if I've ever been to Cars Land during Halloween, so this is going to be amazing to see. There's even a Halloween macaron back there that's um, in the shape of the cones and has like the scary cone face on it. Look at the lighting on the range even is I know, it looks gorgeous. I feel like we're going to have to go over there for the lighting ceremony. (sighs) I wonder if it's different. At least once, maybe twice. Did you watch the Dapper Dans, by the way? I I watched itty bitty. They had some Halloween songs because I really want to like just enjoy them when we're there. I didn't want to like, tease myself. They sung "This really Is Halloween." Wanted. I know they've got the, and they do a really great like haunted mansion, mm-hmm. room grinning ghost. Oh, they're just wonderful. One last thing that I wanted to mention. I don't know if you saw this, but we were talking about the bats coming out of the top of Carthay Circle. Well, the other thing that's going on is they have, they are putting the projections on Carthay at night too, on the bell tower. So they did that 
previously in 2019 for Oogie Boogie Bash, but they had stuff going on um, the other night too. So that was really exciting. So I don't know if that was just them testing Hmm. for Oogie Boogie Bash or if that's going to be every night that they're going to have projections on Carthay, but still very, very exciting. Yeah, I think so. The Plaza de la Familia in Paradise Gardens has been transformed for the season. Cocoa decorations are everywhere in this part of the park. A lot of photo ops are available, including Dante in his dog form. There are crafts for the kids, and some Mexican food is on the menu at Paradise Garden Grill. The celebration of Cocoa has also returned, which is a short performance with characters from the movie Coco. Now, I'm going to let you talk about the Mexican food because you were so excited just a few minutes ago about the food. So I'm going to let you have it. So a lot of the savory food that I'm very, very excited about is back in this corner of DCA at the Plaza de la Familia. Um, I'm just, I don't know why, but it just looks amazing and so tasty to me. So there's tortillas de papa, which is plant-based crispy potato cakes with sautéed spinach, ranchero salsa, golden rice, and pickled onion salsa. There's also... Um, a traditional tamale plate, which has red chili pork tamales with golden rice and black beans. There's a pollo verde wet burrito, tacos. Oh, no. Why did I say this one? Tacos with Estilio Cairo. I totally butchered that. There's no way I said that right. There's a trio of sirloin beef tacos with pickled vegetables, golden rice, and more black beans. Mexican hot chocolate, that cocoa cake that I was already getting all excited about, and... Agua de Jamaica slush, which is a sweet hibiscus tea slush. Just, I want all of it. Are you just going to be back there eating yep, the whole time? Every day, every day for lunch. I'm just going back there. <laughs> it I'm, just, mm. I'm really excited for this because of all the cocoa stuff. Oh, yes. There, to me, there cannot be enough you, cocoa things in the you park. You haven't seen the celebration of I have Cocoa not. show yet, have Mm-mm. you? It's so cool. They've got all of these life-size puppets. That do the show. I've seen videos. Oh, it's so, so cool. So cool. The other thing about all of these plates are... Not um, Jamaica. Hamaica. Oh! Hamaica. Got it. The other thing, too, is all of these plates look very... Like, they're large portions and shareable. They look like they're from, like, the same type of size Mm. and stuff that you would get at the Rancho Zocalo. If not larger, I feel. They're very large. That burrito looks, like, as big as your head. The Poison Apple Premium Mugs are back for Halloween time this year. This year's version is a metallic red and available at the Red Rose Tavern for $16.99 with a choice of drink or fries. The fruit stand on Buena Vista Street also has the mug without the fries option. A new Mickey Mummy popcorn bucket has arrived at the resort for $20.50. It features Mickey dressed as a mummy holding a jack-o'-lantern. For guests wanting something more plain, there is a glow-in-the-dark Mickey and Friends Halloween popcorn bucket, which retails for $11.00. This Mickey Mummy bucket is the new, like, must-have popcorn bucket because it did sell out over the weekend. However, I it will be back. There's no way that it's gone for the season. But, yeah, it's been super, super popular. It is quite cute. He's a very, very kind of bashful mummy. He's not very, like menacing and scary. Banners in the Esplanade have been updated to Halloween time versions of the attractions with a spooky color scheme. Brightly colored pumpkins have been placed all around the planters in downtown Disney. A new Halloween photo op has replaced the previous mural at the former ESPN Zone building as well. Yeah, so this one, the pumpkins, so there was like some controversy a couple years ago because they had these like Christmas trees that were oh, very like yeah. neon colored and they, my chat uh, was saying when they talked about these 
they were saying, oh, here's the pumpkin version of that because there are all these neon colors. But I think they're colorful and cool. You know what's weird? I I saw the photos. Obviously, we haven't seen them in person yet. I saw the photos and they looked familiar to me. So I kind of thought they used these pumpkins, these brightly colored pumpkins previously. Hmm. I, I, they felt familiar. Maybe, maybe it is just because of the brightly colored trees from a couple Christmases ago. But... I really thought that they that I had seen these pumpkin decorations before, so I was a little confused. But anyways, I don't care. I think it's fun. Um, the other cool thing that they have going on, as we all know, is the Pluto pumpkin scavenger hunt thing. So maybe it's intentional that the pumpkins are all crazy colored so that the painted pumpkins for the hunt aren't as obvious. Mm. The other thing. Do I too, see one right here? Is that one? Yes, probably? I think you do. Uh, the other thing too is that I'm very excited about, and I think is super fun, is the uh, the photo op. I think the photo op is really. It's just like this super fun image that's got all of our favorites of Halloween. We've got Oogie Boogie. We've got the Mickey Pumpkin, Jack Skellington, a bunch of villains, the Headless Horseman. Um, just, it's super fun. I think it's a really fun photo op fun mural that they've got down there i feel like you're gonna freak out because i saw a picture today of jack and sally on the balcony of the haunted mansion yes i think that's brilliant yeah and i was like Teresa is gonna freak out if we're there and they're up on the balcony yep Yep. you're not gonna be able to get me online this is a covid thing that i think that they should keep is putting them in these like locations like this because what a great way to spend time in line Mm-hmm. Than like interacting with Jack and Sally. That's so cool. And the same thing like when we were in line for um, Pirates. No, we were we were coming out of the Tarzan's treehouse, mm-hmm. um, and Jack uh, Sparrow was on the top part of Pirates. Yep. So I love that stuff. I hope they keep that those type of interactions around because I think those are great. It isn't even Halloween yet, and the Disneyland Resort is already planning for holiday magic. From November 12th through January 9th, the seasonal offerings of holiday magic will be available throughout the resort. This includes Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle and the 60-foot Christmas tree uh, on Main Street. A Christmas fantasy parade will also return, again, along with Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks and It's a Small World Holiday. Over at Disney California Adventure, the Festival of the Holidays is back celebrating the diversity of the holidays. Disney Viva Navidad is a fun street party and will join festive food and beverages throughout the park. Luigi's Joy to the World and Mater's Jingle Jamboree are also back. The giant gingerbread house in the lobby of the Grand Californian will also be on display. I love the fact that in Cars Land, they keep re-theming things for the holidays. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I don't really want to talk about this. I feel like Halloween just started. We need to like be in the, the moment for Halloween, but... um. I do think it's exciting that 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 the holidays will be returning. The the winter holidays will be returning at the Disneyland Resort. There had been rumors for quite a while that the Christmas Fantasy Parade would be returning. Now it's been confirmed. Um, and then, of course, who doesn't like good fireworks shows that are themed and like all the decorations? And I love all that believe in holiday stuff. magic. That's a great fireworks show. The other fun thing somebody too, needs to run into the Christmas fantasy parade floats or something so we can get a new parade. I it th- th- yeah I I wonder what the choice is about that you know like why why they haven't updated it. There's got there's a reason I'm sure but hmm. who knows especially after poor Santa had his mishap <laughs> a couple of years back I just 
Oh, Santa. He needs an update. The other the other very exciting thing, too, here is the Festival of the Holidays. That's even more food. Can you, it is are you excited for that uh, foodie I, no, guide? No, I don't know what the menu is yet. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, maybe. are you excited for the foodie guide to drop? Yeah, maybe. I have not I have not gone to the Festival of the Holidays, so I don't really know Me either. what, you know, I haven't, I haven't had that experience yet, so who knows? I'm just focusing on the present with all of the wonderful Halloween time goodies. A few popular locations to pick up a sweet treat have been added to mobile ordering. There is a mobile order stand outside of Marceline's Confectionery on Buena Vista Street at Trolley Treats and at the Candy Palace on Main Street. This is great because I would have loved to have been able to mobile order for Marceline's oh, when we were there. This is long overdue. This is These places, right, if you think about the space of each mm-hmm. of these places. They're not very large. Mm-mm. And a lot of people like to just go in there and kind of look, which is great. But if you know what you want, this is a brilliant option to just grab and go. Well, if Disney would stop making pretty sweets, people true. wouldn't want to sit there and stare at it all the that time. That is true. A brand new seating area is coming to the Rivers of America. Pelican's Landing is the name of the new area near the rafts to Pirates lair on Tom Sawyer Island. The area stretches from the raft loading dock all the way to Harbor Galley. No opening date for this area, but it shouldn't be too long. I did see after I wrote this that there's going to be a tiered seating section Ooh. that they're building there. This is so dorky, but I'm I'm like really excited about this. I've really liked <laughs> that they had all of the additional seating along the river during like the pandemic yes. because they're trying it's to still there. Yeah, it's still there. But we know that eventually that will be going away. So I think it's really nice that they're going to have this dedicated larger area um, that you can sit down by the water because it's just it's so like relaxing and calm. I would love to just grab a coffee. I'll grab my um, my cold brew with the honey cream mm. and just like sit and relax down by the river and just watch watch the world go by and watch the like the Mark Twain going. Do you want to be even more excited? Oh. They said it might also be a spot for a Fantasmic dining package seating area. That, I don't, I'm not as excited about that. Because it's, it's not, not, it's on the very, side. Yeah, it's, it's very off to the side. Mm. Very off to the side. So I don't, I don't think I would like to watch Fantasmic sure. from there. Um, I've been spoiled with our Blue Bayou seating area, which is front and center. Um, so yeah, it's. I've been hoping upon hope that Fantasmic would come back before we're there, but obviously just that is not squeak, happening. Squeak past. Maybe it'll just for open, your wedding. Open that weekend. It'll be there for your wedding, I'll bet. Fingers crossed. An iconic store on Main Street has permanently closed. The Main Street photo supply that has sold camera film, batteries, and provided photo pass services closed last week. The photo pass services have moved to the Esplanade in front of ticket booth number three for now, with the plan to relocate to the old newsstand at the front of the park in the future. No word on what will move into this location. My assumption, though, is they're just going to expand the shopping area. We already know this, so... um... So I wrote this from the Mice Chat article, and later I saw on Mouse Planet that uh, they talked to cast members, and uh, the China store oh, or whatever sure. is yeah. expanding into that. I felt and like- the photo store in DCA retail is also going to expand into that. Sure, sure. I felt like it. the retail's been slowly invading those areas, so it was sure. just kind of a matter of time. But it's still, it is still sad. It was a very cool themed area. But I had gone in there a couple of times when I was having issues with PhotoPass, and the people in there were always oh, yeah. super helpful, very friendly. Um, but I, I can understand how maybe they, you know, that space could be used for other things 
merch. I mean, there's always going to be more merch, but a lot of that is now digital and you can just talk yeah. to cast members. I think actually one time when I had issues with my photo pass stuff, they sent me up to guest services up to city hall. So, you know, there's, Oh yeah. Cause I was linking your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it wasn't even your one-stop shop to get all of the stuff taken care of. So I can understand, um, I can understand the shift, but it does still make me sad. Yeah, me too. Well, fans of the character Shoulder Pets have a new seasonal option. A Zero Shoulder Plush uh, is now on sale for $19.99. What is unique about this version is that Zero lights up. There's a light in his nose and in his body. This is a great addition to the Shoulder Porgs and the Baby Shoulder Groot. And this one can go trick-or-treating with you. This sounds so cute. I can't wait to see this in person. Can I pin one to you? No, why don't you pin one to you? You got to bring it back for for Vern because I have a backpack. Put so. it on your backpack. It could be your backpack. <laughs> My backpack zero. Zero. Maybe. I did watch part of the Halloween Screams fireworks today, and I forgot. I did not realize. I don't think I've ever actually seen it in person. First of all, no. Yeah, you. But were. I did not realize that at the beginning of the show, somehow they've already hooked Zero up off to the side, so Zero like pops out from behind a tree. I'm like, yep. He's not coming from the Matterhorn. Nope, because he he goes, you'll understand when you see it in person or when you spoil it for yourself by watching videos. I've already watched it, but yeah. Because he comes back and forth a couple of times. Oh, yeah, no. So he just ends up at the down. Because there was one of the fireworks shows that was not a seasonal one that um, like Dumbo went back and forth and stuff uh, as part of it as well. Mm -hmm. And even switched with Tinkerbell at one point. Yep. Yep. Um, The Up House. I don't, I never saw that either. That was Pixar Fest. That was really cool. They need to utilize that more. I feel like I feel like that's the, such the an awesome effect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Psst. Avast there. It'd be too late to alter cars, mateys. And there be trivia questions lurking in every cove, waiting to be answered. Listen close and keep your ruddy Disney knowledge handy. That'd be the best way to answer correctly. And mark well me words, mateys. Dead men tell no tales. Here come seeking questions and long-lost Disney information, eh? Sure, you come to the proper place. But keep a weather eye open, mates. And hold on tight with both hands, if you please. There be squalls ahead. And James and Vern waiting for them what don't answer correctly. This week we're doing something a little different because we are at our 200th episode. We are going to do a couple different versions of trivia tonight. So the first version of trivia is going to be reverse trivia land where Teresa and I are going to ask producers James and Vern trivia questions about the podcast. So Teresa, you have a question. What is your first question for them? My first question is, in the past 100 episodes, how many deep dives into attractions have Tag and I done? Oh, that's a good one. I don't even know that That one. That is a good question. That's a very good question. Bonus Uh, points if you can name any of the rides that we did a deep dive on. (laughs) Oh, bonus points? Okay, well, Mm -hmm. let's see. Pretty sure they dug into the Matterhorn for one of the episodes. Definitely the Matterhorn, yep. Uh, I want to say they were out in... Adventureland or Frontierland. I don't know if they did all of the attractions out there. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did a Big Thunder, but I'm not confident. I feel this like is the past did. 100 episodes, not right. all 200. So you've said Matterhorn. What else did you say? 
Big Thunder. I'm I'm gonna say yes. There was a deep dive on Big Thunder. I think they did Space Mountain recently as well. Yes, yeah, there was a Space Mountain. It's a Small World was definitely small done. Small World, I yes. definitely remember that one. Yep. At least I think that was in the last 100. That one might have been earlier. Have they done Haunted? They've done... Oh, uh, they, I, don't, I know they've done Haunted Mansion, but was it in the past 100? I feel uh, like that was earlier. That was probably earlier. I feel the same about Pirates, too. Yeah. I don't think they've touched DCA at all. No. And I don't think you can count any of the Galaxy's Edge ones, either. Because I don't think they've gotten a full-blown discussion. Have they done anything else in Fantasyland, do you think? Not that I recall. Yeah. I'm okay going with four. Yeah, no, let's go four. Final yeah, answer. We'll, we'll go with it. Okay. We might be way off, but that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> Question number two. This one has a bonus. What day did Disneyland close because of COVID? For a bonus, what was the episode number that we first talked about it on? So I think it's around the one forties in the episodes on March seventeenth, and it was real shortly after. I, I'm thinking it's around one forty. For some reason, my gut has it in that area, which okay. puts us two and a half months before today's episode, which gets us back to the middle of May. That might be too late, or is that about the right time? I mean, it was just Wisconsin bars and restaurants that shut down March 17th. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the whole state shutting down. I know California was later than March 17th for actually like shutting, like the full, full shutdown. Yeah. So what date in May did you say? I don't know. It would have been about middle of May. Yeah. I'm just trying to gauge based on episodes. I think we do about 50 a year. Right. 60 episodes before this one would give us 10 episodes before this one. Right. Which goes back to August, back to July. Oh, no, that's middle of June. Maybe that is about right. Yeah. So just pick a random day in June. June 12th. 12th. I'm on board. June okay. June 12th, episode 140. June twelfth is when you think the park's closed. Yep. Yes. And episode forty. One forty. One forty. Sorry. One forty. Yeah, we've been shut down for one hundred and sixty <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I mean, maybe. So we're throwing it back, way back to the first DL Weekly episode. Oh. What was our first ever discussion topic? Opening day of Disney. No, no, that came much later. Was it? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they stuck with something that was pretty like timely to the news as it was happening. Opening day would make that would have been so apropos. That would be a great discussion topic, though. Was it Jungle Cruise? (laughs) I mean, that would also be very fitting. I think so. Perfect thing to talk about: (laughs) a new Uh, Jungle Cruise boat or something wonderful like that. So remember, the discussion topic is not necessarily news-related. I wonder if they just shared... I think they their, were just introducing each other. Their Disney stories? I think they were introducing each other. Yeah. That's, that is, that's my final answer. I'm in, it was, yeah. It was, it was introductions. Hi, I'm Teresa. I'm a Disney freak, and I'm happy to be on this podcast. I think is what it was. Are you saying introductions or Disney story? D- introduction slash Disney story. It's like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> How are you distinguishing between the two? Well, introduction's like, hi, I'm Teresa. Disney story is like how, like, my background in Disney. Introducing your relevance to the podcast. Okay. Yes. Introducing yourself and your relevance. 
This last question is a doozy. It seems like something you guys would do to us, so I'm going to do it to you. Okay. So the main question is, what episode number was the first trivia segment on? 45. Yes. For your bonus... What was the first time you got one right? For your bonus, we're going to ask you those first four questions. The pooping pirate. Hold on. (laughs) So, first question is, which attraction is Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen body allegedly housed in? It's a small world. It's a small world, yep. Okay. Or is it under pirates? No, no. It's a small world. I feel very confident in that one. What is the most... Uh, well, hold oh, on, hold oh. on. Oh, you're still going. We let you two split no, your answers all the time. I thought you would... I, I want to split answers on this one. I'm feeling like it's under pirates. Pirates? Uh, I'm going to put his body under pirates. Okay. Are you staying with I'm world? staying with Small World. He's okay. staying on Small World, so I'm putting his body under pirates. All right, next question. What is the most vomit-inducing ride at the resort? Small world. <laughs> <laughs> the teacups. <laughs> um, yeah, my actual answer is the teacups. <laughs> All right, question number three. In 1997, Pirates of the Caribbean had a refurbishment that recast a pirate. What was he called, and what is his name now? The Pooping Pirate. He was the Pooping Pirate. <laughs> I don't know what he's called now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll enjoy my half point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take a half point on that. And this one, just for Vern. How many times a day in a 16-hour operating day does It's a Small World play in the attraction? (laughs) Too many. (laughs) Okay, so 16 hours, and it's a five-minute song. So that's 12 times per hour times 16 is what's 16 times 12 i can't math <laughs> uh 144 plus 64 is 212, 212? yeah 212 208 208 yeah uh, 208 times 208 times that's that's my final answer james she said only for Vern. <laughs> No, no, it's for both of you, but it was a good, world. it was a good Vern question. My math was based on a five-minute song. Yeah, I think but, it, I think it's shorter than that. So I, I think it's closer to eight hundred times. Vern said two hundred eight. Uh, are you giving James half said. credit for Price's Right rules on this one? <laughs> no. Oh, maybe I should have gone with one dollar. In sixteen hours, it plays two hundred and eight times. That's that's my final answer. Yes. Okay. Are you are you giving half credit for Price's Right no. rules? No half credit. What? So. Prices right rules. I would give you half credit for prices right rules. Well, it right. sucks to be you. Put me down for four fifty. Four fifty. You think it's a two? You mean and a half you mean four hundred and one? Four hundred and one. Four hundred fifty one. Sorry, Luna. Okay. I think it might be shorter than that. Uh, how do you think they did? We'll find out a little bit later. Is it is it our turn for redemption now? Or? Uh yes. Great. So we also have four podcast-related questions. That means Teresa needs to close that guest document she's staring at. So I should have like committed that to memory. <laughs> so my first question for you is, uh, as best as I know, what episode was the first one I made an appearance, and what was my role on the show? The first time you made an appearance, you were filling in. Yeah, you were filling in. 
And I don't remember if you were filling in for me, if you were filling in for Tag. I think he was filling in for me. So I'm going to say like episode 22. I feel like I remember this because I think we had to do it remotely. I think I was here because of a snowstorm. And you were obviously at your house. When would that have been? So filling in in for me. Yeah. Our first episode was in September. Um, let me think. I like. I'm going to say episode like 18. We're pretty close. Okay, is that your final answer? That's my final answer. All right, all right, your turn. All right, what was the first episode that listeners got to hear my voice on, and what was our discussion topic? Oh, geez. First episode Vern was on. Maybe that was like, was that a Jungle Cruise? Or no, he was filling in as well. Didn't he fill in for, no. Vern's never, I don't think Vern's ever filled in as for host duties. I have co-hosted. With like news and everything? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He oh. has. Dang, shows how much I pay it, attention. It helps that I've literally edited every <laughs> that's episode true. that's ever gone yeah, out, whether true. I was on it or not. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that my co-hosting episode was my first. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that I have co-hosted. Well, okay, what was the question again? What, what was the fr- episode number for the first time I was on air, and what was our discussion topic? I'm going to say f- episode 53, and the topic was, hmm, Galaxy's Edge. Something with Galaxy's Edge. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, I mean, you have a one in 200 chance of getting the right number. (laughs) That's true. We know Um, that Vern has been on for, I mean, at least the last 60 or 70 episodes at least. So really, it's like a one in 130 chance. (laughs) You, hmm. You did do the Galaxy's Edge opening ceremony stream. That was just a live stream with us. That was one of the first things. I remember you doing with the podcast, but that's not an episode. Dang. What'd you say? 53? 53 and Galaxy's I'm going to say... F- f- hmm. 47. And I feel like it must have been... I'm going to go with Galaxy's Edge, too, because that's my first... Thought that he would thought. be on? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it was a Jungle Cruise episode. No, I don't think so, either. All right. And I think, I'm pretty sure you were on before D23. Yeah. I think so, too. All right. Next one. I'm not the only James who's appeared on this podcast. When's the first time you talked to Concierge James? Oh, goodness. Oh, he was like, oh, because it's on the website. It's on the side. It was, it was like episode 40. I'm going to say 42. Two? Uh, I'm going to say episode 45. 45. And for your fourth and final question from us, how many total guests have you had on this show? Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Well, oh, cl- 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 clarifying the question, how many episodes have featured oh. a guest? Oh, so that's part one and part two. <laughs> so I have a question. Oh numbered gosh. episodes only. I have a question. Yeah. Do you have... 
separate, like later when we get the answer, do you have the number of guests? No. You just have total episodes. Just total. Well, we just, we mm. did, you just said we did it. So what did we do? Like five or six different people that we've done two part episodes? Yeah. Okay. So how many guests have we had on prior to that? No, no, he said episodes. How many episodes? I know. But we know oh. if we had five or six and there were two, so that would be 10 or 12 episodes. I'm going to say we've had a hundred and... Guests? Oh, episodes, episodes. with guests? Episodes. More than half? Teen. I think you're way high. I don't know. This year's been pretty solid There's only 52 guests. weeks in a year. I know. But we had guests before. Okay, maybe I am. I'm going to say... I'm going to re- I'm gonna go back to uh, 90. I'm going to say 90. 37. You're going to say 90? We've had like 37 this year. No, we haven't. Well, listeners, how do you think they did on the questions about the last 200 episodes? Keep listening till after the discussion topic to find out. All right, for our discussion topic this week, we are going to talk about our first 200 episodes. And mostly from 100 to 200. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about like favorite guests and stuff. We're also going to play some feedback that you guys have sent in through voicemails over the last few weeks, which we've really appreciated. And some of them are very touching, and I'm very excited to share those with our audience this week. So, Teresa, why don't you kick it off? What, what's, what, what are we talking about first? Um, well, since I just updated our spreadsheet, and since it was one of our um, trivia questions, I think we should talk about the guests that we had the pleasure of chatting with during this last 100 episodes. I know it feels, for some reason, we've had... So many guests this mm-hmm. past hundred episodes, so that's why it felt like we had to have had a ton in the entirety of DL Weekly. But I forgot the beginning used to just be you and I nerding out on Disney, talking about specific topics. And we've had people tell us that uh, that they like that and that we should do more of those episodes. And we're going to try to mix it up because mm-hmm. we did do a lot of guests in uh, in a row there. We did, and I just. It blows me away looking back at these, all of these names and all of these people that we had the pleasure of talking with. We did start out with having some patrons and some supporters. We used to do a monthly contest. Unfortunately, we're not able to do that anymore per Patreon rules. So Mm -hmm. sorry that we're not able to do that. But we got to talk to some folks that had really interesting viewpoints that were listeners and supporters, various people that were former cast members or had some sort of tie to the park that they maybe did some sort of performance or such there. Um, Just, it's amazing to me, the amount of people. We had so many different authors that we talked to, um, a couple current cast members just recently too. And yeah, so it's just been really amazing and really surreal to just make all of these connections and hear all these different stories of people, their connections to the park, their history of the park, with the park and just all of the incredible stories that have come out of these interviews. Do you have a favorite or one that stands out to you? I can't pick a f- They're all my favorites. That's like picking a favorite child tag. I can't just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you wow. have a favorite? Who's your favorite? I-, I can't. I like all of them. I'm looking at some of these uh, and I'm trying to see. I really enjoyed Melissa, who came on to talk about her stay in the Cinderella Castle. Oh yeah. Um, we also had uh, we had somebody more recently that had a stay in the Dream Suite. Was that um, who was that? Was that Devin? Devin stayed in the Dream Suite, didn't he? I don't rem- see now. I don't remember if Devin stayed or if Devin toured. Yeah, he might have just toured. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. We've had a lot of really good 
Uh, people come on and talk about things like the college program. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of, and we always learn something new. Every time we interview somebody, we always think that we're, we know where the conversation is going to go and it totally takes oh us yeah. places we never thought mm-hmm. it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, producers, do you guys have any um, topics that guests have brought to the show or any guests that stand out to you that you particularly enjoyed? I, I have a couple in mind, but for the podcast as a whole, I think one of the best ones was when you were able to talk to Fresh Baked. Because I think that was something that really gave you two the confidence that you were actually building something notable and that could go somewhere because you were talking to one of the most known Disneyland vloggers. And the fact that you were able to get on that level, I think, was a a big thing for the two of you. Um, And you've only been able to kind of grow from there and get you some really cool stuff. I also really enjoyed your talk with Thompson. Thompson stands out to me because, you know, being one of the younger listeners, you get that childlike viewpoint. But at the same time, Thompson was so professional that it was so easy to really take in everything uh, that he shared. And so it just made it kind of such a unique experience of seeing the park through his eyes, but still being able to understand it in such an easy way. Thompson was actually one of the interviews we got the most feedback. I feel like people... Uh, were very supportive of Thompson being on the show and were very, they sent a lot of feedback saying that they loved listening to him. And I think you're right because we have, a lot of times we'll have people on that are, you know, they're older. They're not, they're not kids or teenagers really. And so getting that kind of younger viewpoint, I mean, we, I mean, there's two areas that I think our podcast isn't always the best at representing and that's kids and parents, just because we don't have kids uh, and we're not parents. So sometimes it's harder for us to be able to talk about those topics. But it's very nice when we've had people on uh, to talk about that. Uh, you know, like Emily from Pinderella shared some stories about her kids and stuff there. And so, I don't know. We've had a few people, but it was very nice to get that type of perspective. Do you have anything that stands out to you, Vern? Uh, looking back for me, I think I'm taking it back in time a couple years now. I can't believe it's actually been that long. Well, I guess only well, a year and a half-ish. However long ago D23 was. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of a turning point. That Two years already. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the signal on that, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so two years ago already. Um, I think that was really a time that kind of, I mean, you had you know opportunity to kind of meet up with some people. And you know, that was a meet and greet. And you got to you know see some of the other people in the podcast community and some of the vloggers. And... You know, it was, you know, just an opportunity. We did the uh, um, live recording from Main Street as we were waiting for the parade to go by. And, you know, for me, that was an immersion into the podcast that I hadn't gotten prior to that, that made a difference to me, getting me more involved with the podcast and kind of eye-opening and making me want to be more involved. And watching the two of you grow in your excitement for the podcast and like you were super excited before that and then you came out of d23 with even more excitement and just like really you know you loved it before but you really loved it afterwards you know so that was like a major turning point of just everything with this oh the thing about d23 at least for me was uh maybe a little bit less for Teresa, but probably not uh was 
meeting listeners for the mm-hmm. first time. That was the first time that I, oh no, it was because you you met people later. Like it was after that, right? No, I had when Vern and I went out for uh, Pixar Fest. You did meet. We some. met. We met up with some weekly tears in the park. Um, but <laughs> I, I apologize to those first weekly tears that I met because I feel like that was I was less like natural and it felt more like oh like i was nervous about meeting weekly tears and meeting listeners in the park way back i think that was 20 2018 that that we went yes i think yeah so yeah Yeah, it was 2018 just the two of us so yeah we were still like babies when it came to podcasting stuff so that was really cool and also like really like super nervous nerve-wracking i guess for me meeting listeners but um d23 I think like the energy from the event helped with that. And so it was just so much fun. And we got to meet a lot of weekly tiers. That was our first ever meetup. Plus we bumped into people at the expo, saw people at the parks. Mm -hmm. It it actually like moments after we stepped off the plane and had um, checked into our hotel room. The first thing we did was meet up with some weekly tiers and enjoy Disneyland together. So um, yeah, it was just, it was really, really fun and made it feel like really real i guess so that'd be a good way of saying it yeah it's basically what i was going to say which is uh, you know d23 for me was the first time i met listeners Mm -hmm. and i think um hearing them instead of through like an email or a tweet or a comment on a post or something meeting people in real life who explained how much like they liked our podcast and liked what we did and talked about like like it's like the highlight of their week to listen to it and stuff really uh, energized me to really be happy with what we're doing because it's really difficult. Uh, if anybody's ever done a podcast, uh, it's really difficult to sit here and talk into a microphone every week. And then if you're not getting any feedback or you're not meeting people, you don't know how many people necessarily are listening or if people like what you're doing because you're only going to hear from like the vocal people. And a lot of times the vocal people are the ones who are like negative about stuff. But in person, people are very friendly and very positive. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice to that was the first time for me that I really felt we had had our we had our discord community and stuff at that point but that d23 in fact if we go back and look at patreon we gained so many supporters before that trip in august mm-hmm. that that's kind of when our community really kind of exploded and became like a community because before yeah. it was kind of a small group of people and i'll tell you i i've said this on the podcast and i think Teresa feels this way too but one of the things that will stay with us forever, even if we stop podcasting, which we don't have plans for, but if we did, uh, is all the friends and relationships we've made with people in the community. And that's been really amazing, which I will ask a follow-up question. So for the two of you, to for producers Vernon and James, what was it like for you guys to meet Weekly Tears for the first time? Me first. You all met right. Him, you met him first. <laughs> Good you point. Him all right. First. Um, for... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. true. Vern met Weekly yeah. Tears before I did. No, it's very true. And yeah, and actually, I, I had kind of forgotten about Pixar Fest yeah. because um, D23 was, it was just the much, it was the bigger mm-hmm. thing. No offense to the people that we met at Pixar Fest. I didn't mean to forget about you, but but D23 was just such a huge, mind-blowing experience that it, it overshadows everything so no offense to the pixar fest for friends i didn't mean to forget you <laughs> um but um i guess for me the so much of this like you know those of you that have seen the live streams you've kind of seen the behind the scenes that we're we're in this small room in the upstairs of my house and so for for our perspective of the podcast we're we're just people sitting on couches with microphones so to to actually 
be face to face with the fans makes it real. It's tangible. It, it it's this real thing that's actually happening. Like Tag talks about download numbers and Patreon numbers and it, it it's it's just numbers. I'm like, what people are down how many thousand people download this? Are you kidding? What? <laughs> um, uh, this most recent time that we were all at the parks and um, a video got posted of me dancing on Instagram and they showed me how many people had watched the video. I said, there's not that many people that follow our Instagram. <laughs> there's no way that many people watched me dance at Galaxy's Edge or not um, at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, apparently, yeah, there's that many of you out there and it, and it becomes that much more real when we get to meet you face to face and and it makes it tangible when I can actually shake someone's hand and and you know hear someone's voice and look someone in the eyes and and to, yeah to have these face to face moments you know at you know um, Pixar Fest and at D twenty three and at our most recent time that we were there um, just a month this more <laughs> a month or so ago you know to have these face and face encounters and the meet and greets. It's very exciting. It's it's really cool. I'm I'm losing my words for it because yeah, every time that we're able to meet our fans face to face, it's it's really cool. Just it's a really cool experience, and it makes all of this. It makes it real. It takes it out of the upstairs room. It takes it away from the microphone, and it makes this a real thing. And it makes me that much more proud to be a part of it, and it makes it that much cooler to be part of this podcast family. I think for me, it stems in a lot of ways of just how nice it is to find your people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I first started talking with Tag and he started talking about his Disneyland thing, he was really shy to talk about it with me because he, he kind of felt a little embarrassed about it. And I think that's a common feeling from a lot of people who are big Disneyland mm-hmm. fans because people will be like, that's a place for kids. But it's not. Like, it's so much more than that for so many reasons. So the fact that people have found this space that they feel comfortable expressing themselves and their love for what their passion in his life is just fantastic. And as a person who is definitely not at the level of Tag and Teresa in terms of their love of Disneyland, like I've found so much joy in Disneyland and the people are a big part of that. I feel, especially as we talk about the patrons and people in the Discord community, in even people who have had to step away from the community for whatever reason, there's just such a real connection when you can just talk about who you are and what you like. And we've made these incredible connections, which gave me a lot of hope as we went through the pandemic of we're going to be away from people, but we still know that these connections can really happen with people and you can make people you truly call friends and you can look forward to or ask favors for and they'll look forward to any time that they get with you. And the fact that I just got to be carried along with this, you know, even from my little box of trivia land, which has gotten a little tighter with producer Vern. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just better with more people. So I'm happy to keep on squeezing more and more in Aww. and, I think those perspectives are some of the best. And that's why thinking a little bit more about the question you asked earlier of the best discussion topics, I think some of it was just the weekly tears when they came on and shared what they were passionate about or what they knew about and the value that they brought to the podcast. And I hope that they felt for themselves. Just, it just means so much to me that 
this community is able to be so much more than what it set out to be. So I have some what's called real-time follow-up. So Vern's uh, video, his reel, has been viewed 5,281 times. And if I click on it, it has 153 likes and seven comments. Mm -hmm. So pretty good, pretty good. That might be our like most played thing on Instagram, actually. Maybe. <laughs> that might be the most popular post that we've had. Well, so you're the... saying I need to up my game next time we're there. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I will tell you, one of the things that I always think about with producer Vern in the parks is, especially with Guardians, is mm-hmm. he loves to dance during that attraction. So it's always a big deal to take people who have not been on it with him on it because he is just all part of the party there. And so being able to get a video of this outside of Guardians just seemed appropriate. Yeah, the dance, yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy dance party is like the perfect little like place for Vern to be, especially since you happen upon the party as you were leaving riding the attraction. That's true. So that was like Tis true. Perfect timing. So Absolute perfect timing. Good. So Teresa. On our 100th episode, we talked about, would we make it to 200? And we were like, maybe, hopefully. Okay, so I have a question. This is, this is we're, we're placing bets, and this is going to make some weekly tears probably freak out our guesses. So how many episodes do you think we will do? I don't like this question. <laughs> so um, if you would have asked me this on episode one. You would have said, what, two? I would have hoped for like... Five. <laughs> if you would have asked me this on episode 50, I probably would have really thought I was shooting for the stars and hoping for another 50, making it to 100. I I know we talked about this on episode 100, and I don't remember. I honestly can't imagine not doing DL Weekly. So forever. Infinite, infinite episodes. So you're going to... Do it from the afterlife. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> Me, when, once I'm the newest member at the Haunted Mansion, I'll oh. be recording and doing Yeah, you could give us all it. types of the inside scoop yeah. on the other 999 <laughs> happy hunts. Yeah. No, I, I really like it's been it's become such a part of our lives and such a part of our weekly routine. And I just can't imagine not. I can't think of a, of a good reason that we wouldn't do it anymore. Right. Um. It's it's interesting to me, and I'm sure producer James can back me up on this one, but um, it's really difficult for something to keep my attention for this long and keep my interest. So that the fact true. that we have done four <laughs> years of this and 200 episodes and I'm still not like, oh God, I just don't want to do it anymore. There are aspects of the podcast that I don't enjoy as much as I used to. One of the things that I've been really fighting for behind the scenes is I'd like to get somebody to edit our podcast episodes just because... Again, with that Wednesday morning being always anchored to having to do that. And the, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. Um, but everything else I really enjoy. I enjoy going to the parks. I enjoy hanging out with you every week. Um, I enjoy all of our community. I enjoy the producers being involved. It's something all of us can do together, which is really nice. Um, and it makes sure... Because a lot of times with friends, especially when you get older, um, it's easy to... like fall out of contact with friends. Even you and I, we've been friends for a long time, but there was a couple of years there where we didn't really talk at all. So the fact that we do this every single week uh, is kind of interesting that it kind of keeps us together and all that. So mm-hmm. um, I think 
I worry about making it to episode 1,000 because then I have to worry about episode numbers because I've only planned for three-digit episode numbers uh, in our in our numbering system. So I'm like, hmm. But as we calculated before, that's 16 years away, so I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> that was uh, going to be my joke. I was thinking, you only left yourself up to get to those 999 Happy Haunting podcast episodes. So I guess you just can't change it at that point. Well, then we can just go to like, 999A, 999B. <laughs> Why can't we have a We can have a thousand. It's just, I wanted everything to look the same. So like our first episode is episode 001. Oh, so all of, our, all of our lower numbers were generally three. Yeah. So, well, you're just going to have to go back and edit them all. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, I'm not going to care that much, especially 16 <laughs> years from now, I'll probably be over it. But um, I don't know. I think I, I can't see us ending it. Um, Unless something crazy happens. Now, the one thing I have thought about is if for some reason one of us couldn't do it anymore, like, would we try to continue it on with another host? Because one of the things that I think people enjoy the most about our podcast is the two of us together. So if for some reason we couldn't do it together, I don't know if we would replace the other with somebody. Because I don't know if we'd be able to find someone that would fit that well. So producers, what do you think? I mean, I think my, in my perspective, the biggest threat to DL Weekly is that you grow so much that you have to evolve into DL Daily, which I imagine a a lot of the listeners would love that, I'm sure. Not happening. (laughs) Um, But I'm with you. I I would be stunned if you didn't make it past 800 episodes. 800? At least. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm definitely on the bandwagon of I can't see why you would stop. Um, I, you know, like you said, the you know just this being our weekly thing. This is our hangout. This is what we do. We're we're friends that hang out every Tuesday. You know, so it's not even it, it's not a job. It's not a a chore. This is it's a this, labor of love. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is just what happens. So why would it end? You know, so the idea of it not happening, that's just ridiculous. How did this conversation start? Tag, tag. <laughs> I was trying to bet. I, I wanted people to place a bet on what episode would be our last episode. Right, so but, whenever it happened, we can go back and be like, Vern was closest with sure. with uh, with uh, uh, the Price is Right rules. Sure. I don't know. Is anyone guess... else sensing a trend here? Tag's wanting to bet when the last episode is. He's thinking about replacing <laughs> right. each other. Now, I do I do think that... <laughs> don't give me a, that eye. I, I don't think that a replacement could happen. I think that it is the Tag and Teresa show. I think the chemistry is important. I think that, you know, like I have podcasts that I listen to that I am used to hearing the voices of that podcast. And if they tried to replace anybody on that podcast, it wouldn't be the same. And I think definitely this is one of those podcasts that you couldn't change it up any way. I mean, we've done some co, you know, some changing up of the co-host where James has been on or I've been on. And that's been okay for like a one-time thing because somebody wasn't available. But a permanent change, I don't think would have that same chemistry, would be able to work for a long-term thing. So if you're looking for a number, if you want something that sometime in the future could be looked back at, if you really want to have that betting pool, if you're looking for a Deadpool, if you will, I'm going to put my Deadpool dollars on 
Price is Right Rules, episode 800. Wow, you guys really like the 800. Yep, that's where I'm going. I was going to say 1,000, but I thought that was a little high. And I'm, no, I'm going to go 750. I like the roundness of that. <laughs> the awkward roundness of that. <laughs> yes, that, that's my, my Deadpool Price is Right for the podcast. So 11 more years at yep. our current pace. Yep, that's, that's my, my Deadpool on it. And to close it up, I also want to send a big shout out and thank you to the guests that we've had over the past 100 episodes. So to recap, there won't be a quiz at the end of wait, this. Wait, wait, are worry. you doing just the last 100 Just episodes? the last okay. 100, because, yeah, we're just going to do the last 100. So big thank you to Russ, listener Ace, Eric from Concierge, Melissa V, Carrie, Mike and Lori, Lynn from The Sweep Spot, Rachel, David Koenig, Habby, Wally, Robin, Tim, Jesse, Listener Liberty, Stephanie, Jeff, Ethan, Will and Jessica, Emery, Michael and Jamie, Daniel, Emily, Michael, Madison, Dave Smith, Jeff K., Andy, Vanessa, Larry, Thompson, Sammy and Chris M., Devin, Joan, Evan, Dustin, Disney Chris, and Ellie. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, it's we're here every week and we do a lot of stuff, but the fact that you guys come on to share your stories mm -hmm. really makes it special. And, you know, at least you could say we get some benefit because we get supporters and stuff like that. All of you have come on and shared your stories uh, and got nothing from it except for just being on the show and sharing your stories. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I, will, I will always say this when we talk about guests. If you have a story, if you're a cast member, if you're a former cast member, uh, if, you have a, if you know somebody in your family that has a story that's interesting to, to tell, get in contact with us. You can email us, feedback at dlweekly.net, and we would be happy to uh, hear what your story is mm -hmm. and maybe have you on the show. Because yes. we always love having more and more people on the show. So this will be a good time to play the first of a few different sound bites here of people that have called in. So we will start with Cindy Becker. Hi, you guys. This is Cindy Becker. I'm fairly new to the podcast, but I caught up, went back and caught up on all of them. Long time Disney, but I think all of us are uh, Disney freaks. But I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, and I'll try not to cry, I'm so glad I found you guys. And uh, I work in tourism with some Disney focus, and um, this has been a really rough year, and it's been a rough time to keep the pixie dust magic going in your heart and soul, um, especially when it's in a, a sales situation, et cetera, et cetera. But what I wanted to say is, you guys, your chemistry, your heart, your topic, your focus, your banter, your honesty, and your just everything for all things Disney is um, special. And I have spent a lot of time on a lot of other podcasts and in other groups and you know, nothing against them, but you guys are my jam and I have stopped listening and watching all the rest of them. Um, you guys are all I need to keep um, keep me going. And anyway, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, that was a really emotional one to start off with. I think that was a good one to start off with. It was a good with. one to very, start off with. I mean, it was just super sweet. And I think she just kind of um, reiterated what we were saying and just how 
like special it is to like how special Disney is. Yes. But the connections and just all the people that we've been able to meet and talk with and like continue to connect with. And even sometimes we get to enjoy the park with some of you listeners. It's just, it's really, really amazing. And it's really special. Yeah, And, you know, it's, I think the other thing too, and I, I will hear this, I believe a couple of times is, you know, having this positive community, it was especially needed and especially helpful over the past year and a half um, because there just wasn't a lot of positivity and a lot of magic and happiness in the world. So it was nice that we had kind of created our own little corner to kind of foster that and keep the magic alive. And I will say, um, and again, I'm, I'm trying not to speak for Teresa. So Teresa, I'm sure feels this way, but I don't want to speak for you. But I feel like, you know, as much as you guys think that we got you guys through the last 18 months or whatever with COVID and everything, you guys got us through it as well. Yes. Because so many of you found the podcast during that time. So many of you became supporters during that time when for a lot of you, I'm sure it wasn't easy to even, even one or $3 or whatever of support, um, you know, was maybe, maybe a hardship for you, but you made it happen anyway, if you're a supporter. And so, you know, it was really nice to have you guys together and in the community. And we did a lot, we tried to do a lot of fun stuff to keep the magic alive. We did live streams every week of our, um, episode recordings which if you ever want to see how the sausage is made if you will those are always fun to catch we still do uh one of those a month for certain support levels um but you know we did movie you know we talked about all the time on the podcast we've done movie nights we've done trivia nights just getting together and i will tell you as much as people don't like video conference calls or zoom calls like for work and stuff I never found myself thinking I just want to get off this Zoom call mm-hmm. with any weekly tears because and in fact most of the time I drug it on for a lot longer than we had it scheduled for. But that's very true. But yes. it's like you guys were just saying a minute ago that just finding people that have the same passion as you and still having that positivity and that excitement just made it really nice. This next message is from Donna L. Hello, DL Weekly crew. This is Donna L., and I'm just calling in to say congrats on your 200th episode and your fourth anniversary. And just want to tell you how much I really enjoy the DL Weekly group, the podcast, and the community. Uh, It's been a real bright spot. I've been listening for the last couple of years, and every week just enjoy that bright spot in my day to listen to the podcast. And joining the Discord community has been a lot of fun. It's nice to in a really negative world to find a positive community where we can just all share our love of Disney, all things Disney and to be kind to each other. So thanks again and congratulations. Well, thank you, Donna. That was very kind of you. Um, I, you know, I really appreciate that we've got this nice, like magical, positive, uplifting community. Sometimes I think maybe it's not the best idea because perhaps I wouldn't be, knowing so much about merchandise and food (laughs) and all the wonderful things. I think we kind of feed off of each other sometimes, but it is, it is really, really fun. And I just love how welcoming and how supportive and how just genuine the community is. The only thing I want to use this message to to talk about is uh, if you've been thinking about becoming a supporter, please don't hesitate if you are able to, Join the Discord community. 
If you don't know how to use Discord, there's plenty of people in the chat that would be more than happy to help you with it. We have community managers. We're always available in there. So don't hesitate to get in. And once you do get in, don't be shy. We've heard from a few people that like, it seems like there's people, there's conversations already going on and like, it's weird to kind of jump in on a moving vehicle, if you will. But just jump in. That's how everybody else has gotten there. A lot of these people have just been in the community in the last few months. So jump in. Be a, be a part of it. The other thing, too, is if, you know, if maybe you aren't wanting to join our Patreon, which is 100% fine, because Deal Weekly always will be free and it always will be, you know, just a welcoming community. You don't have to join Patreon, but you can connect with us and with other weekly tiers. We do have public hangouts once a month that we do on YouTube, which are always a ton of fun. Um, and then we also have in-person meetups whenever we go out to mm-hmm. the parks. Those are fun too. Otherwise, you can find us on social media. Facebook, Instagram would be the main places. And you can always email in if you want to chat with us too. That's totally, totally encouraged. <laughs> yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jake and Therese. This is James with Comfiers. Just wanted to say happy 200th episode as well as happy fourth anniversary of the DL Weekly podcast. Uh, love listening to you guys with all your Disney news and also working with you. So hoping for many more years to come. So for those of you who don't know, uh, James does a lot of the Disneyland trips through Concierge, and they've been really great partners with us since way back, almost towards the beginning. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, And people in our Discord that have communicated of them working with James uh, have commented on how awesome he is and takes care of a lot of issues and stuff if any crop up and so concierge is great for all of that we highly recommend them but uh thank you so much james do you want to know something crazy here's another fact for you james first was on the podcast with us back in august of 2018 so it's our three-year anniversary with concierge as well wow so i have a follow-up question that i just thought about did you think we would be doing this for four years (laughs) No. <laughs> so I like have no qualms telling people this. And I've even told um, Miguel this too. So when Tag and I first started, when he first approached me with this, I didn't understand why anybody would like find us or want to listen or like how this was a thing. But, you know, whatever. Who cares? Something fun, something to do. Why not? And it's Disney. So what could go wrong, right? Well, I remember when he's like, oh, we should, you know, Patreon or whatever. I'm like, okay, I don't know why anybody would. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Again, we can throw it out there. It's not hurting anything. Um, So we got a couple of $1 supporters. And I will never forget the first time we had a $10 supporter. I was floored. It was Miguel. Miguel is still a supporter. And um, I thought. For sure, this poor person like was confused and accidentally hit a zero. There's no way that they could have possibly meant that they wanted to support us for $10 a month because I just thought that was crazy. Um, turns out, nope, that was intentional. They wanted to support us for $10 a month. And I just was like beside myself. I, it sounds really silly and really like weird, but it was just like something that small, 10 bucks a month, really not that big of a thing. But it was just a total stranger that believed in us so much and really wanted to support us and make sure that this succeeded. It was just like, um, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Miguel, because Miguel is still a supporter. He's one of our, I think he was the second supporters. 
thank everybody for supporting us. Uh, and there have been a few people that we've made friends with that because of various reasons could not continue to support us. And we still think fondly. Yeah, we still think fondly of all those people. There's a few people who started with our community really early. And I felt I feel kind of sad that they're not here now that the community's grown so much because I think they would have really thrived here because they were part of the community when it was much smaller. And I think that they wanted to do um, some bigger things and we just weren't that big at that time. So, but thank you, James. Hi, this is Jan Y and I'm calling from Nevada. And I just want to tell you how much um, I like you guys. I found you during the early part of COVID and my retirement. And, um, I'd like to say there's one specific thing that brought laughter, but I started laughing so hard. There were tears. And um, I thought, okay, now I need to become a uh, participant in your program and support you. So I wish you all the greatest stuff and hope to meet you sometime. We've passed many times in the park, but never an actual meeting. So um, congratulations on four years and the 200th episode. So, again, Thanks so much for all the happy times and getting us through all this COVID and getting us back at Disneyland. So as I sit here and wait to get my magic key, I hear you guys are getting me through this too. So thanks so much and congratulations. Bye. So Jan, I we have seen Jan on a number of like hangouts and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's always fun to have her there. And again, like we've said, COVID really brought a lot of people uh, to us and to support and everything. Um, so we're glad we can... We can do that for you, Jan. And also, thanks for listening. Jan, You, we need to not just pass by in the park. We yes. 100% need to meet you. So, again, open invitation to any weekly tier. If you ever see Tag and I in the park, please come over and say hi. We're not going to, like, run away. We're not going to hide. We'll probably invite you to go on an attraction with us or something because, yeah, we're just... We love going on attractions we, with It's Disneyland. Tiers. Like, it, come on. Like, we're there to enjoy it. So we may as well enjoy it with other people that... Are, have the same passion and the same like love of the parks as we do. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tegan, Teresa. Um, my name is Josh. I have been listening to your podcast for about a year and a half. I started listening at the beginning of COVID because um, after the park shut down, I wasn't getting my Disney fix anywhere else. So um, I turned to your guys' podcast and even though the parks are back open, I still listen every single week, and um, every week I get more obsessed. Part of the reason I listen is because most of the people that I'm around in my life don't have the same love for Disney that I have, and so it's really great to be able to um, listen to other people who love Disney just as much as I do, and especially Disneyland in particular. It, it kind of feels like I'm having a conversation uh, about Disneyland every week, which is super fun because I don't usually get to do that in real time. Um, my favorite aspects of the podcast is the listener involvement, how you're able to answer questions and do trivia and meetups with listeners um, at the parks and stuff like that. I really love how you involve your listeners into your podcast. And I also love the interviews with Disney, past Disney employers or recent Disney employers who have worked at the parks or had anything to do with Disney. Some of the the uh, jobs that I normally would just look at and not find, not think would be very interesting. I'm always so surprised by how each interview that you guys do 
I'm just so intrigued by their work and how amazing it would be to be employed by Disney. So, yeah, thank you guys, and uh, congratulations on four years of the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Josh. We're really excited that you found us and that we're able to bring some Disney into your week and you can have a conversation with us every week. I know we don't always respond, but one of these days we will meet in person and we can have an actual conversation. Uh, But yeah, I agree. Um, We have gotten to talk to a lot of really amazing current and past Disney employees, whether they were cast members in parks or cast members in other aspects and other areas of the company. It's it's incredible. I mean, even things that you wouldn't like. I think Devin was one of the most interesting ones, right? Because Devin, if you remember, works in the finance department and he's over in Disney Plus. So it's kind of like, well, you know, finance, it's like numbers and whatever. But it was just fascinating talking to him. He had all sorts of great stories of things he's gotten to experience, but then also just really, really interesting what his day-to-day was. So I honestly, we could probably talk to somebody who's, I don't like an exterminator or something for the Disney company. And it would still just be magical and amazing because yeah, it's Disney. (laughs) The cast members have been wonderful. And honestly, the first couple of times we had cast members on, I was in awe because of the fact that I never thought we would get cast members on. And the fact that cast members listen was also <laughs> exciting when we were D23 and the ambassadors were like, oh, yeah, we've listened to your podcast. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. yeah um, that was pretty surreal. So that's really amazing. Uh, so I'm glad. Uh, we've had multiple people tell us in person that it was weird because they talk back to the podcast every week. So when they met us in person, it was interesting because we responded. <laughs> so that's always fun. I love that there are people that talk back to the podcast because that's something I do when I listen to other podcasts too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always curious in my head. I'm like, people kind of like me, like yelling, like, no, that's not right. Or things or are they just like, I bet you Teresa's going to talk about this when it comes to the this or that or something like that. I think so. it's funny that I have weird little, not catchphrases, but words that I never realized I used a lot, like amazing and awesome. And I can't remember. There's There's quite a few that people like, there's probably these funny little games that people Play, like like to, drinking games to count how many, how time, many like times is another one Teresa gonna say awesome this time like is a bad habit or what was there was one that I was you know what doing. you say all the time hmm. you say and a lot of times it doesn't make it in the podcast <laughs> is you go how do I want to say this oh yes yes I do say that because you'll get like three words into a sentence and you'll be like how do I want to say this Wait, I need to I need to form my thoughts before yeah. I just spew whatever comes to mind i do think that people talk most back to the podcast probably during trivia because i can imagine knowing an answer and just being like come on silly people like of course it's this and then when we say the wrong thing people are probably like ah (laughs) (laughs) so what i'm gathering from all this is we need like dl weekly listener bingo cards that people can play along oh my goodness hi tnt producers james and Vern. This is Chris, and I just wanted to say congratulations on your 200th episode and four years of this labor of love. The amount of work that goes into bringing Deal Weekly to the community is probably both consuming and rewarding, and I sincerely thank you for all that you do to bring us the show every week. I also wanted to say that this community means a lot to me. I found Deal Weekly during the park closure, and the podcast really helped fill the Disneyland-shaped hole in my heart. I've made connections with members of this passionate, Disney-loving community that I really cherish. 
through your podcast, my aunt's phantasmic journey was commemorated for my daughter and someday for her kids to hear. And on a personal level, I really found my own creative voice in writing. And I really think that's in large part to uh, the inspiration that your podcast has brought me. I'm not sure that without your podcast, I ever would have applied for and accepted a job at the Walt Disney Company. So I really owe you guys a huge thank you for changing my life in so many ways for the better. I feel like I'm giving a toast now, but here's to another 200 episodes. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. So since producers James and Vern were called out, <laughs> do you have anything to say to Chris? Wow, going to become a cast member. That's pretty awesome yeah. to have the, a person like Chris in the community for that. You know, incredible to see someone follow their dream and feel inspired by the work that you two do for this, the work that Vern and I try to help put in, and the community of people that really make the magic happen. It's it's truly like a, a Disneyland on the internet, isn't it? Honored to be a part of all of it and glad to you know, glad to hear that we make a difference and thank you so much for sharing. Chris, I don't even know what to say. Like, wow. Just wow. I mean, I know, you know, it's cool. We got to talk to your aunt. She was the original uh, Mickey for Fantasmic, which that was just amazing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you make a great point. Like, I don't think of interviews like that, but you're exactly right. We got to kind of like record, you know, her memories and her thoughts. And that'll that'll always be there. So that's something that your daughter can listen to when she's older. And that's something that your grandkids could listen to, you know, when they come around to. That's just, I've never really thought of it that way. And the fact that you felt inspired to apply to be a cast member at Disneyland is just unreal. I can't wait to see you in costume and get to like shake your hand, if not hug you, because that's just amazing. Way to live out your Disney dream, Chris. You know, I know this sounds really self-important and I don't mean it to. Think of the legacy that we're kind of leaving for some people with this podcast. So like Joan, who was the first yeah. Peter Pan at Disneyland, she wrote in to ask to be a guest because she was going to forget um, all of, you know, she's worried that she's going to forget all of her memories mm -hmm. from that. And so she wanted to be able to tell those stories so people could hear them and they would live on. So the fact that we have done that uh, for Joan and for Chris's aunt, and um, we've inspired Chris so much, like, did you ever think that our little silly podcast would be changing anybody's oh, no. life? Mm -mm. So... It really means a lot to us that it impacts you guys this much. We honestly never set out to do anything like this. We kind of just are having fun and talking Disney. So it's really humbling that oh, yeah. we have an impact on your life in any way. This is Weekly Near Lee Suggs. I've been listening to the podcast for about a year and a half, and I've been a member of the community for about a year, a little more than a year. I want to congratulate DL Weekly on their 200th episode. I really appreciate that the podcast is focused on Disneyland because so many other media outlets are focused on Disney World, and I like to hear about Disneyland and, and hear um, people talk about Disneyland, so I really appreciate that about the podcast. I also really appreciate that the podcast has a community that Tag and Teresa support. 
and that they encourage and that the discord server is a place where people can come and talk about Disney and not worry about who they are or what their background is or what they believe about other things necessarily, but that they can express who they are and be who they are and be able to uh, share Disney in a positive way and disagree about things, but be able to do so in a respectful way and do so in a way that uh, is not threatening to anyone. And I appreciate that. And I think that that is a real uh, strong component of DL Weekly, that they have that community and that that is something that they support. So once again, thanks for doing the podcast and for the 200 episode congratulations and i hope there's hundreds of episodes more so we did a calculation a couple weeks ago that if we make it to a thousand episodes it will be 16 years from now so that's a long time wow Uh, but i would like to say to lee one of the things that i always think about with lee is every week lee after he listens to the episode in our discord chat posts a nice positive comment about what he thought of the episode. And it's kind of been one of those like little things that I just know is going to happen every week. And he's going to summarize kind of like, I really enjoyed that you talked about whatever. And it's just really nice to kind of get that like feedback from from members of the community. Um, Lee's the only one that does it consistently and, and kind of targets every episode to let us know what he thought about it. So thanks, Lee, for your message. Yes. Thank you, Lee. Hi, Tag and Teresa. This is Michelle uh, from Washington State, and I just wanted to thank you for all the time and effort you put into making uh, Deal Weekly. It is just a bright spot every week for me. Um, I absolutely love Disneyland. It's been ingrained in me uh, since I was born. My grandfather actually was a very, sorry, my great-grandfather was a very good uh, friend of Walt Disney's and helped him open it and run the restaurants, and I just feel like listening to you guys, I have um, found kindred spirits and people who appreciate all things Disney as much as I do. I love the attention to detail you give into explaining your experiences when you go and your opinions. And I really love um, all the interviews you've done with people who've worked there and have been involved over the years. It's just been just been really great. So anyway, just want to say thanks so much and congratulations on all the success. All right. Bye-bye. Your great-great-grandfather helped... Walt, build the park, and you're listening to our little episode, <laughs> like our little podcast. That wow! Thank you, Michelle. Um, I'm glad that we're a bright spot. I'm glad that we're able to bring more Disney to your day. I agree. I will like not get off my little soapbox of how thankful I am to all the people that have come on the show to share their stories, their Disney memories with us. Cause that's just, it's priceless. Um, and it's just, it's so awesome. So amazing. Yes. Thank you, Michelle. Well, we have a message from one of our first supporters, <laughs> Miguel. It's Miguel, the one I was con- convinced must not have meant to put $10. There's no way Miguel meant to type in $10. It had to have been a mistake. Well, let's see what he has to say. <laughs> hey, this is Miguel. I wanted to congratulate you guys on your uh, milestone that you're about to reach. And uh just want to say that I like, I really like the, the growth I've witnessed uh, seeing you guys grow as a podcast and, and gain fans. And thank you for sharing your time with us and your Disney knowledge with us. And I hope we go many more episodes. And I hope I get to meet you guys in the future. Thank you. Well, Miguel, thank you for not hitting the wrong button uh, and being a supporter <laughs> for so long. Uh, one of the things I joke about with Teresa 
is we get new weekly tiers that'll come into the chat and they'll be like, I've listened to every back episode and Teresa is mortified. I am. I am. I feel I feel for everyone that listened to those first episodes because Miguel said it in a really great way. Uh, growth. There's been a lot of growth <laughs> with the podcast and Tag and I have found our voices because in the beginning, I, we, we were really unsure and not quite certain how to talk Disney into a microphone to people that we didn't know if they were there or not there. So, uh, so yeah, so definitely lots of growth. Uh, I think we've gained, you know, we just have gained such an appreciation and um, for all of you, because I mean, really you, we're just Disney nerds, right? But the weekly tiers and all the listeners and all the fans and all the people we've met and all the people we will meet, all the guests, everyone, you are DL weekly. We're, we're just, we're just, Two Disney nerds talking Disney. So thank yeah. you for thank you for listening to us. Thanks for sticking with us, Miguel, and sticking around with us for so long. It's really uh it's really something when when anybody stays with something for so long, especially when there's like a financial aspect of it. So Miguel, we really appreciate your support and we hope that you continue to support us for a long time and we will continue to try to do our best to deliver every single week for you. Hey Tag and Teresa, it's Stephanie Fix. Just wanted to wish you congrats on your 200th episode. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to the podcast and becoming part of your amazing community, listening to the interviews, the live streams, all the discussions on Discord. It's totally kept me going during the dark days, especially when Disneyland was closed. So thank you very much for everything that you've done and keep up the good work. And here's to many, many more podcasts. Congrats. Stephanie's voice may sound familiar to some of you because Stephanie was actually a guest on our show. She uh, is a listener and she reached out to us because she was a former cast member. She worked at Storybook Land, Canal Boats, um, and other places in Fantasyland, but our talk was primarily the Canal Boat. So, Stephanie, thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your stories of your time at the parks. We've met you a couple of times now in person, which has been awesome. I did have to giggle because she did reach out to me and apologize. She wasn't going to be at the next meetup that we're having here end of the month. And it's because she'll be at Walt Disney World celebrating the 50th. So I think that's a fantastic reason i mean to not be at our little little meetup i, I love I our community <laughs> but i'm pretty sure that i'd much rather be at disney oh, yeah. world uh for their 50th but uh yes stephanie is involved in so many little groups of communities that love disneyland and share their passion about yes. disneyland so it is always fun because stephanie every time we meet her she talks about i'm involved in this other group and yes. we've talked about this or i'm so, in this group so cool so really amazing uh we i think we plan on having stephanie on in the future to talk about yes. those groups stephanie will be back and she's going to share her knowledge of uh, the different clubs social clubs um in for disneyland that she's a part of and that she knows and she's going to talk about her experience at the 50th which i mean Amazing. That well, she looks gorgeous. Will she be our first guest that's been on twice that wasn't like a back-to-back single interview? No. Who was that? Lynn was our first person. Lynn from the Sweeps. Oh, yeah, because he was, was on for 50th. First guest that was on two episodes that were separate. And we had... When Chris, did he come back? What Chris was the second Anthony one? On. We talked about... It was like Tomorrowland. I oh, yes. It was yes. like the Rocket Rods or something. That's and right. And Chrysanthi also came on to the show for two separate... Um, that's right. Interviews for two separate topics as well. We have some really awesome people. And we have this whole like backlist of repeats that That's I really true. need to 
I need to make a like a we keep saying you're put we're putting you on the list, but I need to actually go through and make myself a physical list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we you're you, I, a lot of people don't know this. Teresa is so we have we have things that we do for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Teresa is mostly like almost everybody that's been on the show. Teresa has contacted and gotten set up. So Teresa's. Teresa is a much better people person than I am in general. <laughs> so Teresa does does that. Um, in the beginning, Teresa did a lot of our social media work mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Priscilla came on and took over that, yep. and um, Priscilla uh, had to step away from that. Our community, our social media manager Alex is doing yeah. that now. So we really thank Alex for that. Alex is as much of a Haunted Mansion fan as Teresa oh, is, so they always think get each other so. going. I don't know. Maybe you guys get each so. other going. That's true. That is true. Oh, by the way, I did promise Alex that when we're there, I was going to like FaceTime him while we go through the Haunted Mansion. Oh, holiday. my goodness. <laughs> I'll get in my own Doom buggy and then you can FaceTime with <laughs> Alex. Alex and I can have our own Doom buggy. <laughs> um, I also want to take this opportunity because I think it's really important to recognize a couple people in our community. Kate and Liberty and Freya are our three community managers in Discord, and they have done so much work for the podcast uh, in our community. They mm-hmm. come up with the events every month. They put on a lot of the trivia. Um, we've had some other people, you know, hop in and help with that too. But these three are community managers who like decide all of this stuff. So uh, they've been doing it for quite a while. So I just want to give a special shout out yes. to Kate, Liberty, and Freya for for doing a great job as our community managers because they don't get anything extra special for doing it other than our thanks. Uh, and and we meet up with them and we have talks with them and they do a fantastic job. So thank you so much. And thank you to Alex and formerly Priscilla who yes. did our social media as well because we're not that great at it. <laughs> yes, they definitely. Alex does a really great job and Priscilla was the one that started this with posting daily. I carried it for a little while, but yeah. Do you want to explain why that doesn't cool work stuff. so well for you? Because you get stuck in deep rabbit oh, holes. Yes. So I really enjoyed doing social media. However, we try to have like different themes or whatever. And this happens to me with discussion topics too. I get, I go down these like rabbit holes. I'm like Alice. I just keep go. I keep going down, <laughs> down, down. And I just, yeah, it's So one wonderful. day social media takes like three hours. Yeah, it's wonderful, but it's also sort of ridiculous that it takes me so long to put stuff together. Cause it's just so interesting. There's so many different things to learn and like, well, okay, well, what am I going to share? Cause this is really cool. And that's really cool. So yeah, it's just, yeah, that did actually because of social media and me doing my, falling into rabbit holes uh, that did inspire several of our discussion topics, actually, because I just found this like wealth of amazing, cool knowledge, like of little known facts. I'm like, oh, we have to talk. And we haven't even gone through them yet because there's still links that you have in our notes. I have a page of links. It's ridiculous. But one day we will get through them one day. Hey, everyone at DL Weekly. This is Stephen S. from the Bay Area, and I wanted to call quickly to congratulate you on four years and 200 episodes. I stumbled upon DL Weekly about three years ago looking for that perfect Disneyland-specific podcast that mixed uh, current news, trivia, and special guests. Uh, DL Weekly really knocks it out of the park. Uh, Tag and Teresa, you two have such a great chemistry. It makes the podcast flow really, really well. And uh, shout out to James and Vern. Uh, they do a great job producing the show. Uh, I love how you don't hold back with the challenging trivia questions and, and are really uh, really strict with the points there, whether or not you award them. It's, it's always great to hear that. Uh, so keep up the great work. 
Uh, and uh, thank you for fueling my Disneyland obsession during my daily commute home. Have a great day. Bye. Go ahead, producers. I already see that you want to say something. <laughs> I just wanted to say I appreciate uh, somebody that uh, appreciates how ruthless we can be with the <laughs> trivia. Uh, we, we do try to keep it challenging. We don't want to be too easy on the two of you. So, um, Especially the number of times that I've asked questions that I thought were genuinely challenging, and you just snapped back immediately with answers, and I was like, wow, I apparently know nothing. Thanks for embarrassing me. So I, I really upped my game and started finding really good stuff. And the listeners, honestly, those of you that submit questions to us, you have really upped your game and started sending us really good stuff. I can't take full credit. And James, would you agree with me that we can't take full credit that it's the listeners that are sending us really good stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially thinking, you know, we started episode 45, so we've done 155 episodes of trivia. Yeah. You know, four to five questions plus some spectaculars. Like we have a repository of like seven, eight hundred questions, maybe. Yeah. It's crazy. So that explains why there's gonna be a continued ramp up in difficulty, because there's only so many times we can ask you which attraction has a basketball court in it. <laughs> the only thing that I get worried about with the trivia, and this is like a legitimate fear of mine, <laughs> is I get concerned that as hosts of a Disneyland podcast that we have a certain level of authority and knowledge over the park. So I feel like every week that we get nothing, I'm like, wow, is our credibility as hosts uh, going down the tube with somebody? Uh, and I just, I get this worry that, oh gosh, if we don't get something right, are we going to, are people going to be like, well, they don't even know the park. <laughs> I think you got to keep in mind the, the level of difficulty of question that we're being asked or not being asked Things like, when was the opening day of the park? Or who is Walt Disney? Or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, some of these questions are just like... When even Google and even Wikipedia look this? at me and say, wow, why are you asking that? I'm so <laughs> impressed with the complexity and like the like itty bitty little microscopic detail of a thing that Weekly Tears will either notice when they're at the parks and they ask us like some specific thing that they like saw at the park or just some historical thing like this one that we just had that was who was the well-known cast member that was like in the original Muppets, Muppets. like j amazing just like incredible and the thing that I appreciate about trivia is I learned so much now if only I could like commit it to memory because I find <laughs> it all very interesting but yeah just really interesting you know you know what I'm always impressed by hmm. I'm impressed by when they read a question like last week whether it was like Pinocchio like hidden Mickeys or something and you somehow pull something out of the thin <laughs> yeah, air it was with the popcorn of course <laughs> I yeah I don't know I and, don't know where it comes from and I just like it just like you, you know Harry Potter when Dumbledore's like pulling the memory out of his mind or whatever? That's how I feel like you are with questions sometimes. You're like, and here's that random piece of information. And I look at you like, where? How? Why? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But then there's other times that I go sprinting face first into a brick wall. So Well, your other thing you got to work on too, and both of us I think have done it from time to time, mm -hmm. is we talk ourselves out of the yes, right answer because we're like, oh no, no, it can't be yes. that simple. Yes. Oh yes. Like we do. uh like uh which queue am I in from a couple weeks ago where <laughs> uh 
where we were like, no, no, it can't possibly be Peter Pan, and then it was Peter Pan. You yeah. always get it on Same, the first one. We did one it for both of them. Storybook Land Canal Boats, we also That's true. talked yeah. ourselves out of. I do want to say one thing, though. Tag was talking about how my involvement with the podcast is kind of more of getting people on to do interviews. I also do news collection. Tag, on the other hand, is like the brains behind it all because if it weren't for tag and if it were just up to me the the podcast would be recorded and i wouldn't know what to do with it after that uh so he's the one that does all the editing magic he's the one that puts all the posts together he's the one that brings dl weekly to you and gets it on your favorite podcast player every single week so without tag quite literally the podcast would not go anywhere outside of my attic in our uh, podcast space. So huge kudos to Tag. I don't know how many people realize that he does that every week and how many hours he spends editing my weirdness and please don't put this in the podcast and all this <laughs> stuff. All those are easy. I just cut that part out and leave everything else in. <laughs> and, you know, all the time that he spends on editing interviews because we definitely get sidetracked during our interviews. So huge kudos to you and a big thank you. Yeah, we did kind of skip past that didn't we because i was like you do this thing and then i don't know why we like in typical form we got distracted yep. and moved on to something else yep. uh you which got distracted no yeah no that never happens uh i will say uh we talked about this a little bit earlier even on episodes there there's only i think two maybe three episodes that i myself have not edited oh yes and our backup editor is james that's right Lucky, lucky James. He gets very excited when that happens. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, they've been fine, ex- except for the, the one of you two down when you were in Disney World or Disneyland the one time that I had to edit while you were in the parks. Oh, Ooh, land. We that were was in a land. doozy was... of putting those together. I think that was Touch of Disney. Yeah, that's right. Because World, you edited World in the hotel room. Yeah, that night. <laughs> yeah. That's right, because that's the one I said no. <laughs> Uh, the the special the so here's so quick little back behind the scenes of the guys who don't know so we generally record Tuesday nights mm-hmm. Wednesday morning I get up and I go down to my office and I down download our audio files and everything and I edit and I try to get it out by noon Central Time which mm-hmm. is ten a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and I try really hard to stick to that schedule. And I will tell you, do you know how hard it is sometimes to keep Wednesday mornings free? Oh, I believe it. Clients want things, doctor's appointments, dentist's appointments. We have exchange students now. Mm-hmm. So there's been a couple times where I've accidentally scheduled something and then been like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but what we've done to, to help, and Teresa has been a big part of this, is we used to record everything, mm-hmm. everything on Tuesday night. So we've done interviews on Mondays, on Thursdays, sometimes on Sundays. And that's been nice because I've been able to edit just the interview when I have time mm-hmm. from there to the episode and then all I have to do is edit the news the day of uh, that it gets posted so it does take a lot of time sometimes it's a little bit later I apologize for that I, I do try to hold myself to that standard of trying to get it out by noon sometimes it just doesn't happen um, but thank you so much Teresa for recognizing all of that work and uh, but I also want to say something we didn't talk about. So you also handle not only interviews and you did social media for a little while, but you were responsible for putting news links in. You come up, you do like 99% of the research for discussion topics. So you do a lot of that work. So I think we're pretty even on the amount of time we spend on the show working on stuff for Mm -hmm. the podcast. It's just mine is all in one lump (laughs) and yours is kind of like spread out. Mm -hmm. And I think it works great because... The things that you do, I don't really want to do. And I think the things I do, you don't really want to do. So if I think I, it kind of works if out. If I had to edit the podcast, it would take months. 
Well, do you want to share the story of the... There's one episode that I did edit. It was a, our Black Lives Matter episode. It was probably... I think it's only 10, 15 minutes yeah. long. It's this mini, mini, mini little thing. And it took me like, what? 45 minutes to ep- to do it or I don't know it was some crazy amount of time to to edit a something that shouldn't have been as involved as I made it but ooh I couldn't do it 12 the episode is 12 minutes long and it took me probably about 45 minutes maybe an hour to now, do so in your defense you had never edited fr- before yes, it was the first time ever editing but still he was Tag kept yelling not, not yelling at me but saying you you cannot focus on trying to clean it up as much as you want to clean it. It was just not going to happen. The episode would never get out if you tried to make it perfect because you would just edit forever. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, although James, I think, listened... Was it you, James? Were you telling me that you were listening to an episode? Yes. And recently I left something in that you're like, I'm pretty sure that you were supposed to have cut that out because it was like... What was it? Teresa started a sentence. I don't think she liked how she said it. And so after like three words, she paused and then started the sentence over. (laughs) I sometimes okay. miss those things. That's so now all all the community knows that we are not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> by the, no means are perfect. perfect. My other spoiler is uh, when I edit and do the podcast, I usually do all of the posting stuff first. Yeah, and sometimes I'll listen to the podcast as I'm doing the posting, so I'm like my brain's in two different places, <laughs> and so that's when I'll usually miss something. You're just keeping it interesting. <laughs> and that gives us permission in Trivia Land to sometimes be wrong too. So. Yeah, please, uh, please don't behead us if we get a trivia answer wrong because there's been some people who are very upset about trivia and it's like, just write in, we'll correct it. It's fine. We make mistakes. We're human. Hey guys, this is Thompson. I was on an episode a few months ago and I just wanted to give you guys a call to congratulate you guys on the four years and 200 episodes of DL Weekly. It's been such a great uh, podcast and I've really enjoyed listening Thank you so much for doing DL Weekly for all these years. I'm excited to see the years to come. Thanks so much for letting me come on the podcast, and thanks for coming on mine. I hope you guys have a great uh, fourth anniversary and uh, another 200 to another 200 episodes to come. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Thank you, Thompson, for calling in and wishing us. Uh, happy fourth anniversary and 200 episodes. That's, you know, that's something that's really special and something that I didn't really think about when we started DL Weekly, right? We're two Disney-loving adults, and it's really amazing and really fun and cool to me that we have a younger audience, too. We have kids that are weekly tears and listen to this show, whether they listen to the show with their parents or they found the show on their own somehow. That's not something I really consider, and I think it's really, really special that DL Weekly is just so became this thing that was just so welcoming and inviting. I mean, we have people in their 80s that listen, and we have, you know, kids that are in like middle school that are listening and it it doesn't matter right it's disney we all have this love we all have the same passion so it's this one thing that just connects us all it's really neat yeah it is very very neat so uh thompson it was great being on your podcast as well Uh, i assume you've been very busy lately because uh thompson was very active in our discord community and he actually popped in to be like sorry i've been so busy lately so uh 
probably school and going back to school and everything like that. So uh, we're glad you're still around, Thompson. And we, uh, like I said earlier, we got a lot of feedback with you uh, for being on the episode. So people were very excited about that. So thank you for taking time to do that episode back in the day. Hello, DL Weekly crew. This is Deanne. I just wanted to thank you for all of your hard work doing this weekly podcast. And congrats on 200 episodes. Four years ago, when I was planning a big family Disneyland trip, I decided to search for a fun, informative, weekly Disneyland podcast. Well, I found that and more. I found my kindred spirits, my people, my Disneyland family. Becoming a Patreon supporter and joining the Discord chat was the best decision. I've made so many lifelong friends, so I just wanted to say thank you for that as well, and I look forward to the next 200 episodes and more. Thanks, guys. Deanne, thank you so much for sending that message in. Uh, I hope everybody finally uh, gets... I mean, she was on as like a Q&A thing for our Touch of Disney, I think, episode. We had a little bit with her on there. Uh, but if you've never heard Deanne's voice before, now you understand she's very Tinkerbell-like, which yes. is perfect because she loves Tinkerbell. So, Deanne, we're so happy to have you part of the community. And uh, thank you for those kind words. These messages are just also like wonderful and so touching. And it's just every like each one I hear, I get more and more speechless and I just don't know what to say except for just thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for sharing all of your Disney passion with us, um, because really it's it's you all that like fuel like right. It's our love for Disney, of course, but it's. It's the listeners, it's the supporters, it's the community, it's it's the people that make DL Weekly what it is. So just thank you for being you. So we have a couple written in responses uh, from people, and I will read one. This one is from uh, one of our community managers, Freya. And she says, on this 200th episode, I'd like to thank every member of the DL Weekly crew for their amazing work keeping the magic alive through some of the most difficult times in modern history. I found this podcast thanks to my wonderful friend Tara, who had been a weekly tier for a while and introduced me when I got my own annual pass and started joining her on her jaunts to the park. I felt immediately welcomed and my heart filled with Disney love as I settled into my new community of like-minded people who love Disney. I cannot imagine making it through 2020 without all of you. I am also so incredibly grateful that I was one of the people chosen to be a community manager. It's been such a pleasure creating events, chatting with everyone, and doing my part to help around the Discord. I'm so thankful for my co-community managers, Kate and Liberty. I'm excited for things to come as we start visiting the park uh, more again. No matter what is going on in my life, even in super hard times, I always know that I have you all, the podcast, and the amazing community of friends. I have shed tears, but thanks to Tag, Teresa, Producer James, and Producer Vern, and this amazing community, many of those were tears of joy. This 200th episode comes as we start a new era. We now have magic keys. Of course, Dio Weekly was already the magic key to Disney happiness and community. Great work, everyone, and here's to another 200 and beyond. You know, the other thing that just is getting me to is the time that you guys all took to write these because this i mean i feel like this wasn't just a quick oh yeah congrats see you bye you know these are very heartfelt and very meaningful i mean just the end just how she just wrapped that up with how she like used how like the magic key thing at the end like the how do you want to say it you know the magic keys we have magic keys now but you always were you know you were all the magic just thank you so just thank you freo thank you for 
being you, for being part of the community and for being one of our wonderful community managers. Um, you guys, all three of you do such a wonderful, wonderful job um, keeping the community going, keeping the chats going. Tag and I are present, of course, in the chat, but we, we're not there you know, 100% of the time. So you all do a wonderful job of keeping that magic going and keeping the community a positive, safe space for everyone to be a part of. Yeah, and they do all the all the stuff that we don't have time for, like community events, so mm-hmm. trivia and movie nights yeah. and stuff like that. They are responsible for Book all clubs. of that. Book clubs. So there's all those things that they do that we just wouldn't have time to do. So they they you know they're very happy about the community. We're very happy about the community, but they kind of help foster the community when we're busy doing podcast stuff for for everybody else. Uh, we have another piece of feedback from. Kyle W., who said, Initially, I found the podcast while hyping myself up for a week-long trip with my best friends in 2019. I started listening maybe about May. I downloaded a few Disney-related podcasts, but DL Weekly was the only one that actually made the cut for me. I love the flow of the show, the kindness and happiness of the voices of Tag, Teresa, and the producers. They make you feel like you could be BFFs with them and that you've known them for years. I mean, we kind of feel that way about you guys, too. I love that each show has new, fresh content. I love how upbeat and magical it is. During 2020, each episode helped strengthened my love for Disney and listening gave me hope for a return to the parks. I've enjoyed being a part of the community as a patron. It helped me feel connected to Disney when we couldn't physically be there. DL Weekly is a constant source of happiness and I look forward to each episode each week and I wish you many more episodes. Here And here's to growing the community into a fabulous group of Dis nerds. Your loyal listener, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. I, You know, that was really... I've never thought of it that way but I really like how you explained, you know, what kind of drew you into DL Weekly and that something that Tag and I are doing are makes you makes people feel welcome and makes you feel like we're friends because right I mean Disney people are the best people we all know that but I just think that's so cool that somehow that's coming across um, in the podcast and we're very genuine we very love we very much love connecting with and meeting the listeners because right we're all in this disney crazed world together so may as well band together strengthen numbers mm-hmm. right so um so yeah so thank you kyle thank you very much for continuing to listen continuing to support us and for becoming part of our amazing community everything Teresa just said totally agree <laughs> well you i mean you said everything so i uh, you know i'd just be repeating you <laughs> Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Derek, and I live in the greater Sacramento area of California. And I've been listening to the podcast since about mid-2018, and I've always been a huge Disneyland fan, but uh, only being able to visit every two and three years, I needed something to get me through those in-between times. As I was trying to find different podcasts or things to listen to, I fell in love with Deal Weekly or Disneyland Weekly, as it was known back then, because of the excitement and uh, positivity in each episode. I really like the format with the news, trivia, and discussion topics as well. I've listened to every single episode. They've been perfect for my walks in the afternoon, and I look forward to many more. Happy four-year anniversary and 200th episode. Thanks for everything. Thank you so much, Derek. I'm glad that, uh, you know, we kind of started this because we couldn't go to the parks all the time. So we were like, well, we're going to look up all this news and whatever anyway, and we're probably going to talk to each other about it. So why not start the podcast? So I think, uh, you know, it helped us, which kind of helped you. So I'm glad that uh, we were able to do that for you. I don't know. If you're anything like us, it kind of sucked us in to the Disney, like, universe further, if that's possible. Because it's just, I don't know. It's like... 
every everything I learn, I just want I just want to know more. And so, and every piece this, of merchandise that comes out, you want to buy more. <laughs> yeah, now that well, it's because I know about all of. I didn't. Yep. I didn't like ignorance was bliss for me for a while when it came to Disney merch and ears and pins. Um, and so food. Do I need... Food's the other thing that we're that we're, we've already talked about. Do we need to have Halloween like Tags merchandise corner, and then like you go away so you don't get tempted, and then you come back, and then I'll <laughs> leave, and you can have Teresa's food corner, and then I don't, you know, because I always want the food. Yeah. I mean, you also want the food, food but I feel like, but oh man, I just want it all. I just want to like, if if they would allow, I don't, I don't think I want to work at Disneyland, but if I could just live there, that'd be great. (laughs) You know, if you worked there in retail, you could just spend time with the merchandise and not actually have to buy any of it. You could just like look at it and appreciate it. That's true. I could just be, I could be just be surrounded by Mm -hmm. it and it's kind of like it's mine in my house but i get to walk away from it and i don't have to like figure out where i'm going to store it or what i'm going to do with it once it gets to my house or where you're going to afford it yes (laughs) after a certain level (laughs) no if i worked at at disneyland my paychecks would just go right back i would they don't even don't even actually like put my name on it just put it right back in (laughs) so this next message comes from uh the bottom of a of a canoe hi this is jill m and I am calling to um, say how much I love the podcast, and uh, I love just looking forward to it every Tuesday. I super loved it during the uh, pandemic because then I get to see them every week, and I and the stuff that goes on between all the weekly tiers, as far as messaging and buying merch for each other, and and just kind of really being super positive really really helped during that time and i got to meet tag and Teresa during the summer and they're just wonderful and i got to meet james and Vern as well and they're wonderful too and i just um so i feel lucky that i found this podcast happy 200th episode bye so the fact that she thinks we're wonderful after we didn't help her up in the canoe i you, think is something you i, you was, didn't either. I was in the canoe already <laughs> i was actually Trying to save myself from falling too. Jill and I were just a hot mess in that canoe, but it was a ton of fun. And I think you know that just like that experience just kind of embodied um, like what DL Weekly is, what the community is, what you know, what what <laughs> falling it all in is. the canoe. No, like the fact that we're you know we're not perfect, sure, right? We yeah, we fall or whatever, but we don't like it's it's just it's pure fun like yeah. and it was still even though i mean we made sure that jill wasn't hurt obviously but you know she when was she laughing. yeah when she you know slipped in the canoe and was just sitting there she just just embraced it and just like was great with it and the cast members were having fun with us with it it was just it was just such a pure moment and it was just so joyful even though most people have been like so embarrassed and so like oh no like you know whatever we just we just like leaned into it and just made it that much more fun and you know so anyway so thank you thank you jill for your kind words thank you for becoming a listener and part of the community and thanks for letting us hang out in the parks with you um because that was my first time on the canoes and you made it memorable for sure (laughs) uh stephanie who's in our live stream right now uh is saying it better than i could true disney friendship is falling into a canoe together and having a great time doing so (laughs) 
Yeah, it was it was a really great trip, and I'm sure that we'll see Jill at the park. I actually saw Jill a little bit later on on our big road trip because uh, she went with us to the Enchanted Forest, which was funny because I went with like a group of Weekly Tears to this other yeah. little theme park up in Oregon, so that was a lot of fun. I hope you get there sometime. It, like, I honestly think you'd kind of enjoy it and think it was kind of cute. I know you think like from the outside it looks ridiculous. The Pacific Northwest is kind of like right, so I've been talking about wanting to move out of the Midwest. One of these days I will, but. I feel like the Pacific Northwest might be a good place for me. I mean, there's lots of weekly tears there. That's true. That's true. All right. We have another message from another community manager. Hi, it's Liberty and Shane. We just want to say that we absolutely love this community. Um, I am one of the community managers for the DL Weekly podcast, and I joined this community, started listening to the podcast pretty consistently and religiously last year in early April, um, at a time when, like everyone else during quarantine in the pandemic, it was really hard to find community, interact with people, um, and just maintain um, friendships and uh, just that, you know, that Disney, that same Disney love for um, the parks and just for everything Disney. Um, to do that alone was really hard. So to be able to find this community through um, my love for podcasts, and just my love for hearing the most up-to-date news um, and to be able to share that with my partner, Shane, has been really amazing. Happy fourth year anniversary, Tag and Teresa. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Um, I look forward to sharing um, the all of the fun memories in the park with all of you soon. And I look forward to continuing to support the community and support um, the podcast and everything you all do for um, Disney fans out there throughout the U.S. and beyond. Um, thank you so much for being amazing, and um, I will catch you in the chat. Thank you, Liberty. Uh, again, Liberty is our newest community manager mm-hmm, yeah. of the team, and she's done a great job. Uh, on our big road trip, she was kind enough to house James and I when we were up in Seattle and uh, uh, kind of gave us some tips about going around and stuff. So, um, yes, Liberty has brought a lot of... Um, I mean, everybody has, but I feel like Liberty is the real champion for like diversity and inclusion, and she's done a really good job. I feel like always kind of focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody does it, but I feel like it's really a focus of hers, and I've really appreciated that. The other thing that Liberty's done is uh, during quarantine, like way back, this feels like it was ages ago, but way back when she was uh, new to the community, she was posting uh, trivia daily. And it was such a high. It was such a highlight for so many people, myself included, to participate in these daily trivia um, questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was like super obscure, and it was like, I I don't know what that is, but now I need to know because I'm so like, immu- like I, I'm just like so perplexed. But anyway, so it was just. Tons and tons of fun. She's put together uh, multiple like trivia nights for the community to participate in as well. Just tons and tons of fun and just super involved and just does it out of her own passion and her own love of Disney and the park. So thank you, Liberty, for everything that you bring to the community and for being such a great like cheerleader and support for us as well. I mean this lovingly for this next person, so please don't take this as an insult. But one of the things that we that stands out about you is that when you guys introduce yourself, it's a husband and wife, oh, yes. and their names are Mark and Allison, 
And every time they write us an email or pop into the chat or in a live stream, they always say like, hi, this is Mark from Mark and Allison, or hi, this is Allison yes. from Mark and Allison. So it's I always it. funny when we see them or when we see messages from you guys, because it's always like, oh, is that Mark from Mark and Allison? Like, it's just, it's very endearing and we love it. So, uh... Here's, you know what, though? It makes sense. Because, right, how many people in the world are named Mark? How many people in the world are named Alice? I suppose. So instead of saying, like, I'm Tag Bushman, it's like, I'm Tag of Tag and James. It's kind of like the same way. I mean, it's cute. Like <laughs> I like it. It's it, like it, I, I hope that when I uh, have been married as long as I assume they've been married, that my relationship is as strong as theirs. I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of the thing to go along with that as well. But never change, guys. We, we love that you guys... Uh, preface yourself that way. Yes. So uh, here's their quick message. Now, theirs was actually a video. Obviously, we're an audio podcast, so we're just going to be able to hear a little bit of that. And uh, they were inside the park when they sent this to us. Oh, that's so Ready? I'll jump in. Hey, Tate and Teresa. Hello from uh, Oga's. Happy, happy four-year anniversary. 200 episodes. Well done. That's so awesome and so sweet. Okay, so there's Mark and Allison, but then they had friends. I think family. Or yeah, friends. they had friends with them. So we had a whole like group of people sending their congrats from Oga's from the parks. So so neat. Thank you. What what a like great way to like simple, sweet, but super effective because they took time out of their Disney day to make that short little video and send to us to say congratulations, which is just awesome. Thank you very much, Mark and Allison. Maybe we will bump into you in the parks when we're there next month. I hope so. Mark's in the chat. Oh, look, there's Mark. That was or is great. that Allison? We don't know. Um, <laughs> I do want to say it reminded me of uh, somebody who didn't send in a message. I'm sure he's just busy. Uh, one of our supporters, Dave, oh, s- yeah. sent us one of the first messages a long, long time ago. He got... Bob Gurr to say hi to us on like a he sent us a video yeah. from like oh god two maybe a year and a half two years ago three years ago at this point yeah uh, and we were like oh, Bob Gurr <laughs> has uttered our names I thought it was hilarious because he mispronounced your name I don't yeah, remember okay. how he pronounced it and we just joke we're like well I guess that's your name now yeah right <laughs> right uh, we got the next message is from Ruben hi guys this is Ruben O and son Logan. Just wanted to wish you guys a happy 200th episode. We are new members to the Discord group and community, but we feel like we found uh, a common bond with all of you guys. Uh, we look forward to your episode every week and have been on the chat a lot lately just to chat with other fellow Disney lovers, period. Keep up the great job, and here's to 200 more episodes. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much, Ruben. But yeah, that's so cute. I just, I think that's so cool. And I know I've already mentioned this, but again, that's just something that we didn't really think about when we were creating DL Weekly and just doing what we do. Um, We're just kind of, really, we're just ourselves edited so you don't hear all the craziness that goes in between that's maybe not you know podcast specific Unless you watch the live streams gone down some weird rabbit hole or gotten ourselves distracted with something but um anyway so i just think that it's so fun that deal weekly has become something that families can enjoy together i think that's i don't know like it's it's just i think it just makes it more special and more 
fun, right? It's Disney. It's, you know, it's family based anyways, but there's so many things out there in this world that are just super negative or super like picky about stuff or just not as not as joyful as what Disney is. So I just I think that's really cool that we just kind of accidentally created this space that's safe for family. And the fact that we're exciting to kids is pretty cool, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And Ruben, I've seen he's been in the chat so much lately. Yes. Uh, and I love when new people come in and they feel comfortable to just, just be very active. Jump head first. Uh, Jay, uh, who's actually uh, in our live stream right now, was the same way, just popped in and just hit the ground running. Thank you for being a part of the community. And uh, I'm glad that you guys uh, are enjoying the chat and the podcast. So our community manager, Kate, I wanted to share a message that she shared today in the chat. I assume that she's just been really busy and couldn't send in a message. Um, but she shared this in the chat and I thought I wanted to share it as a message as well. Because today I asked... Um, how people f- in the discord, I asked how people found the podcast and what they like, why they decided, what made them decide to join the discord chat. And uh, Kate kind of tells her story of how she found the podcast. She says, after we moved back down to Southern California, and resumed our annual passes, I went looking for a podcast that would keep us up to date on what was going on in the park, special events, limited time, gold offerings, new merch, etc. I listened to a ton of Disneyland podcasts and Dio Weekly was the best one I listened to hands down. You guys are always positive without being phony, have a great rapport and I can't say this enough, do a fabulous job with the editing and sound quality. I also love the balance of news with deeper dives into discussion topics. I became a supporter because I really valued the service you guys provide and joined the Discord because I was really looking for a positive Disneyland community that was small enough that I could really get to know people and I had been disappointed in the tone of some of the larger online Disney parks fan communities. You know, which again, I just think, you know, to each their own, right? But I, it just makes me kind of sad when people are so negative about Disney because Disney just Disney and Disneyland just brings me so much joy so it's very easy for me to stay positive Um, and we try to stay genuine we try to be fair if Disney is not doing something that we like uh, you know we'll we'll talk about it we won't be super like negative Nancy Debbie Downer Uh about it but we'll we'll bring it up for sure but we also don't want to sugarcoat everything because unfortunately that's you know that's not life and that's not real life but anyways um So thank you, Kate, because you have been a huge, huge part of our DL Weekly community. You've been one of the original community managers and you have like so many other responsibilities Uh outside, you know, in in your life that it's just really wonderful that you spend time with us and spend time with the community and help organize and keep the chaos go in the correct direction. <laughs> so just thank you. We are looking forward to seeing you again in the parks soon. We'll be Oogie Boogie bashing with Kate and we're very excited about it. So, um, well, actually we're Oogie Boogie bashing with several weekly tiers and we're crazy excited about that. But anyways, thank you. Thank you, Kate. Um, I honestly, Kate's been there. feels like from the start, maybe, maybe not this like episode number one which is okay you don't need to listen to episode one if you haven't um but kate's been there for a long time so she's been you know she's been in our corner for a while and we really really appreciate that so kate thank you yes uh there's two things that i think about when i think of kate uh one of them is you can't have kate without jude her daughter and jude is amazing because she's uh jude is eight and sometimes uh, eight-year-olds can be kind of wild or crazy or whatever, which Jude is from time to time. But she's very mature. She is. Every time she's hung out with us, she's been the best behaved. Mm-hmm. Like, she just sits there. 
I don't know how she doesn't get totally bored with all the adult <laughs> talk that you know going on. You know, like she's like, oh, more Disneyland. All right, mom and Delia Weekly people. She's got. I think she's got that that passion and that love too. Yeah, she does. She gets it. Kate. The other she thing that I really take to heart, and I'm sure Teresa does too, is for some reason this always will stick in my mind, and I'm not sure why this particularly thing sticks in my mind. But Kate said to us one time, I think it was on one of our like Zoom calls or something, that the reason that she became a supporter and a community manager and all of this stuff and whatever is because like she really wants us to succeed. Yeah. Like that she really... She doesn't have a horse in the race necessarily, but she really wants wants us to succeed and she wants us to be successful. And so I've always remembered that. And every time I think of Kate, I think like she's she's not one of us doing the podcast every week, but she wants it to be as good as we want it to be yeah. every week. And so and I feel like there's a lot of people in the community like that, but yeah. she was one of the first people that like said that to us and every time she talks about her her uh, the effort that she puts into community managing or anything, uh, it always comes down to that she just wants it to be successful. Mm -hmm. So she tries really, really hard to make sure the community runs well, that we have a, a accepting place for everybody, mm -hmm. and that you know, you know, she's like she's like the she's like the community mom in a way because you know I feel like she's you know she's she's been been around the most and been like in that job as community manager for so long. I feel like she's kind of, you know, the, like the lead community manager, yes. if you will, yeah. not, not to say that Liberty and Freya have not done a great job, but Kate, she, Kate for work does something similar to our community managing. So she's very good at it because she has to deal with um, customer service and stuff all day long. So, and you know, I feel like, I feel like we have, which is just incredible and like really makes me kind of take a step back and like, Wow. But I feel like we have so many people that are just champions for us and just like true supporters of us. And it's just crazy to me because, you know, this this community and this podcast has um, brought so many people like strangers together. And we just feel everyone just feels so bonded in their in their love and their passion for Disneyland. And it's just amazing to me that people that we've never met and people that maybe we'll never meet or never actually you know talk to like via email or chat or whatever they just support us so so it's just incredible to me yeah. it's just it's really it's really humbling it's just really just amazing and just when i really sit and think about the podcast like i just think about the podcast as this nerdy fun dorky thing that tag and i do and we've met some really cool amazing people um on this wild journey. But then when I really think of stuff like that, it's just like, it, it makes me like speechless. Cause it's just, it's just incredible. Now I'm not going to say who this was. Cause I don't know if they, they want to be known for this, but one of our weekly tears told me as adults, and I think everybody who's an adult can kind of relate to this as adults. It's hard to find friends and it's hard to find people that have a similar interest oh, to you yeah. and all this stuff. Right. And I was told by one of our weekly tears that it was that they didn't really have a lot of friends or any friends and the people that they've met through the community, the discord, mm -hmm. the meetups, the trips um, have become really oh, good friends yeah. of theirs. And I'm, it's amazing to think, and we've talked about this a couple other messages too, that we just sat down to talk about Disney and it's just amazing that people have made friends mm -hmm. and people, I mean, we've had a bunch of voicemails that we've listened to and that are, that are going to be on this episode of people who, 
especially with COVID, like we got people through COVID, which like who would have thought that like our us sitting here talking about Disney every week was going to do that. So um, I just want to say that for everybody, like I know it seems this episode may seem very like self-serving and it's like, look how great we are because everybody's talking about how nice it is. But it's all of us together. It's a whole community. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's not just me and Teresa doing a podcast because it is. But I think even if we stopped doing the podcast, the community would stick around. And there's people that have made friends here. Um, we have a whole group of people in the Pacific Northwest that like do stuff together all the time. They've well, gone they to Disney like, stores. They have, like and... little meetups together. It's yeah. So sweet. Um, there's some people in the Southern California area. Ace mm-hmm. comes to mind yeah. who tries to meet up and hang out with people. Yeah. Kate's also we one of those people. Act, there was just a kind of mini meetup of weekly tiers at the parks. Mm, was that last weekend maybe? It, recently. And they all just kind of messaged each other they were all in the parks and they went and saw the flag retreat ceremony together and did a couple more hangouts to it like things like hanging out around the park and some of them had met in person before others hadn't and it was just you know this just pure thing like hey let's go like we're we're here enjoying the parks you're here enjoying the parks why not why not go enjoy the parks together i just think that's so awesome and i wish I had my teleporter that I could like zap myself over to wherever these meetups are happening because I would love to be part of a part of these because I just, it's just so incredible. We missed out on Dole Whip cookies that everybody we went and got yes, we because did we didn't have one near cookies. us. So yes. see, all the more reason for a teleporter, Dole Whip cookies. I also just want to make a quick <laughs> comment because uh, we talked about Kate. Um, Kate did, said something again. I do want to correct. She sent me why. So. Her and Jude had been booked on a Disney cruise, and they didn't know if it was happening. And they just found out uh, a couple weeks ago that it is happening, yeah. a week ago maybe. And so she said that that she had not done a lot of planning because she did not believe it was going to happen, <sighs> and now it's happening. So we give you a pass, Kate. It's okay. And when you're on your cruise, turn off your Discord. Yes, unplug. Unplug. I mean, you won't. I mean, immerse yourself yes. in your Disney cruise. But sure. when you come back, I think we want to have you on to talk about Disney cruises oh. after the pandemic. That and might be a good discussion topic. Maybe have Jude on too, so Jude could talk about her experience on a Disney Here cruise. Spirit, Madam. Hi, Ted, Teresa, James, and Vern. Uh, I have to remain anonymous due to some medical disclosure here, but uh, you can call me Cleo. And I just wanted to say, just ex- I wanted to express my deepest gratitude for your 200th episode. Um, for the past four years, I've been incredibly debilitated due to a medical condition um, beyond belief. And it's left me housebound and unable to do much of anything. So when I discovered your show earlier this year, I couldn't believe my luck in finding such an awesome show, and it fills my spirit with joy and hope, and it's in in no small way just improving the quality of my life, and I just wanted to know how meaningful your work is, and I wanted to address you individually because I just love you guys so much. Um, Vern, you have such a playful, spirited, intelligent, humorous way about you. I love your game show host voice. James, uh, you have such a supportive 
spirit and you seem to carry out your duties with just such humility and open heartedness and um ingenuity. And Teresa, you have such a purity and kindness and friendliness to you and such a sweet voice and an optimistic personality and you're so calming, reassuring, and you just radiate happiness and the Disney spirit, I feel. And Ted, you have this, I, I don't know how to describe it, just like this intuitive way about you um, that kind of navigates uh, Disneyland from this rational, analytical perspective that I so appreciate, and I just love it. I love you guys, and um, I feel like you, you guys are my friends. So sending you a big hug and my deepest, sincerest gratitude. Um, love your friend, Cleo. Okay, take care. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to everyone. We'd, I don't care if you have listened a couple of times, if you're a brand new listener, if you're a dedicated listener that's been with us since the beginning, if you're an, a weekly tier, an official weekly tier, if you've come to a meetup, if you've hung out with us on a live stream, if you're part of our Discord chat, any level of weekly tier, thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for helping us get to our four-year anniversary and to our 200th episode. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all of you. I also think we need to take a moment to thank both producers, Vern and James, for all of their support, Mm -hmm. them putting up with our crazy Disney-ness, literally taking over parts of my house um, to dedicate to the podcast. Uh, Vern would be remiss if I did not mention that you (laughs) took his computer over for the podcast. I did. We took over part of his workout space for the podcast. Yes. yes. All the time that we take you from him for the podcast. All the time that we, you know take away from our family lives to do this and they're they're just 100% supportive of it. They're even they're totally uh, they're supportive. They're like 90% supportive of it. They're supportive <laughs> of us going on trips without them, you know, yeah. So anyways, they're like the silent heroes and the silent support system of DL Weekly. So huge shout out to both James and Vern for everything you do to support all of this crazy adventure that we're on. And shout out to James and Vern for putting up with me and Teresa just as people. (laughs) Yes. It's okay. I'll be the only weekly tear without an answer. Make sure you send your questions to producer James or producer Vern at trivia at doweekly.net. All right. Well, now that we're done with our discussion topic, we are coming back to get the answers to this week's trivia. So first, let's see how our trivia masters did about answering trivia about the show. So our first question, I think Teresa had. Yes. My question was, in the past 100 episodes, how many deep dives on attractions did Tag and I do bonus points if you could name those attractions? So your answer was we have done four deep dives being the Matterhorn, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, and It's a Small World. Well, you were a little low. We've actually done 10 dives. Wow. We did Haunted Mansion Holiday, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, One. Indiana Jones. Wait, and this was in the past 100, right? Yep. 
See, I thought you did Haunted Mansion in the first hundred, holiday. so that's why I didn't count it. Oh, oh holiday. Yeah. Oh, holiday was the second. I forgot about that. Okay. The Jungle Cruise. I'm a little disappointed. Oh, Should have been confident in it. Should have been confident in that, yeah. Um, we can talk about how we want to do this, but we talked about Space Mountain, followed by all of the Fantasyland Dark Rides, Tarzan's Treehouse. Apparently, we really like Space Mountain, so we went back and did another. Tarzan, deep that wasn't dive. that long ago. I forgot about that. Which and the Fantasyland ones was a two part. And the final one, the only one that we have done in 2021 was the Tiki Room. Oh yes. Oh yes. yeah. That was recent. So I think they got because they got two selected out of the four, or, or no, there's ten. Yes. They got two, so they got one out of. Fu- I don't know. I don't know how you're going to point this one. I mean, let's be honest. We'd zero point you for well, that answer. I guess, so. I guess technically it was nine attractions. But it was 10 episodes, like 10, sure. because we did Space Mountain twice. Either way, they would zero point us, so we're going to zero point oh, them. Oh, okay. They we, just we, it. we accept it. <laughs> yeah. No, you did pretty good, it. though. So I had to double check this next question. So question number two was, what date did Disneyland close for COVID, and what episode number was it? And you guys said June 12th. Man, you guys were really really late because they closed on March 14th. <laughs> wow. You talked yourself out of it. Oh. And it was on episode, the first time we talked about it was on episode 125. Ugh. And you guys had said 140. Yeah. We're on the right track. Yeah. All right. Question number three was throwing it back to the first ever episode of DL Weekly. What was our first topic? And ding, ding, ding. You got it correct. We <sighs> did talk about our personal Disney stories. Good work, Vern. Thank you. Thank you. And we talked about Halloween time. You should have talked about Jungle Cruise. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that was foreshadowing since Halloween time is like one of right? our most favorite times of That's our, true. at the resort. All right. Question number four. Can you guys get some points to be on the board? They, they just got points. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can you guys get a second point? So... Eleven C's? <laughs> we asked... What episode number was the first time trivia was asked? And you guys answered episode 45. You were correct. That's right. They remember their place in DLE history. It helps that we edit the um, trivia spreadsheet, and that's the first one at the top of the spreadsheet. Sure, yeah. That's good. Now, we asked you those first four questions. Yeah. That's probably also why they... uh, we don't actually read that at the top of the spreadsheet. <laughs> I think James does, because James well, did pretty good. Let's let's see how you did. So the first question was, which attraction is Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen body allegedly housed in? Pirates, and James pirates. said, it's a small world. And Vern said, pirates. The correct answer is, it's a small world. Oh, well done, sir. Thank you. All right. Fairness. These were my questions. <laughs> uh, good point. <laughs> which is the most vomit-inducing ride at the resort? You both said the Mad Tea Party, and you are correct. I know it always makes me want to. <laughs> you guys are you guys are doing pretty well. Question number three was: In 1997, the Pirates of the Caribbean had a refurbishment that recast a pirate. What was he called, and what was his name now? He was called the Pooped Pirate. Ah, ooh, close enough. Yeah, and <laughs> the he got changed to the Gluttonous Pirate. Ah, yes. So half a point, I guess, for that one. <laughs> and finally. How many times in a day in a 16-hour operating day does It's a Small World play in the attraction? I was so proud of this question. James said 450 times and Vern had 208 times. Well, you both overshot. Overshot. Or undershot. Even if you would have combined your totals, you were still under. 
It's about 1,200 times. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Vern has a, a skewed thought because I feel like on one ride through, he probably feels like it plays 1,200 times. Maybe it's only 90 seconds. In a 16-hour day? an hour. Oh, gosh. It's that short. I mean... It's a one-minute, 15-second song? I mean, blame producer James. That's what uh, he put in the trivia document. <laughs> Someone better fact-check that guy. He doesn't sound credible. I don't it know. is not a one-minute, 15-second song. <laughs> that song goes oh, on redemption points because they and hate ever me. and ever. All right. Nicely done, producers. T- time for some payback. <laughs> oh, no. Payback time. So we also ask podcast-related questions, starting with... The very vain question of when's the first time I made an appearance? <laughs> you both were right that I was filling into co-host. Uh, I don't know for sure if it was the snowstorm or if it was Teresa being gone at the park at that time. But I have down episode 24. Oh, so I'm you so both close. were very close. So half point? I'm cool with the half point for that one. Because we, we got... The, you got the co-host, yeah. right? Yep. And I also decided to be vain and ask a question all about myself, asking when was my first episode and what was our discussion topic? I was a guest on episode 37, (gasps) and you wanted to know about my experience with Run Disney. Dang it! (laughs) Well, that's a giant zero for that one. As soon as you said you were a guest, I'm like, oh! <laughs> were, you on with, were you on with Eric from Run Disney or Mm-mm. just nope. yourself? Nope, just an experienced runner and talking about my experience running Run Disney. Oh, Eric was a later guest talking about Run Disney, so... Hold on, I gotta That was a great aha moment from Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those moments where we should have been live streaming so people could have seen the face. (laughs) Oh yeah, because the title was Pixar Pier is finally here. And we talked about the Tiki Room 50th anniversary. Did we... uh, Oh yeah, Vern joins us for on Disney Talk. Wow. All right, third question from us was, when did the other James Concierge James make his first appearance? Big shout out to Teresa. It was episode 42. Good job. <laughs> it's like the answer to the question of the universe. 42. And that's how you remember it? <laughs> no, no. The dumb luck. <laughs> that's what that was. Oh, oh, dang. Because I was looking. Yep. 42. And then they were also on episode 47 to talk about run Disney groups. Good so damn. I knew there was something in the 40s for sure. And your fourth and final question. How many total guests, or how many total episodes have had guests in the 200 episodes that you have done so far? The correct answer that we approximate from what we have been able to find skimming through all of the episodes. In the first 100 episodes, there were 21 guests, and 101 to 200 had another 41 guests for a total of 62. So you undershot and I overshot. (laughs) Well, your 118 in the beginning was really out there. Especially knowing that it was only 20 in the first 100. I'm sure you felt that yeah, one. Yeah. Well, yeah, because for we've a while... We've had so many this this yeah. this year. We've had so many amazing guests back to back to back. So that's why it feels like, oh, we have a guest all the time. I well, forgot about the, the, the beginning. S- the spoiler for, for anybody listening to this who does podcasting, once you get a few guests on, they put you in contact with other people they know. So it becomes easier to get guests. No, we had a couple referrals for people to be talked to. Not necessarily Not made it tons. on. But we've also had people that felt more comfortable reaching out to oh, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because they've heard other people. So so it looks like uh, I got half a point for all of that. And Teresa got one and a half points for all of that. 
once again, on these big trivia things, when we're all together, Teresa steps up. <laughs> she, she, it's because she's like Agatha and just sucks the energy from all of us uh, and like gets all the knowledge. You know, I feel like in the beginning I did better in trivia in general, but I have really been falling off that horse lately. And we did have a piece of feedback that we wanted to share with you all um, in regards. It was kind of a follow-up to our conversation with Ellie last week. Stop. You moved your mic as you talked. Oh. It was a follow-up to our conversation with Ellie last week. Uh, so Monica writes in, hey, you guys, love this week's discussion topic since I have celiac disease and must eat gluten-free. Disneyland does an amazing job and I always find great food. Just wanted to throw out another tip if people ask. The special diet's phone number currently doesn't work, but you can email special diet special.diets at disneyland.com and they answered my questions and I was actually able to pre-order gluten-free Monte Cristo sandwiches two weeks before our reservations at Blue Bayou and when we got there our waitress already knew our order and it was so wonderful that's incredible here we were all amazed that you could like talk to the chef and they would help help you with ordering and they'd be very transparent with you and let you know what was going to be good and what wasn't going to be good for your special dietary needs. But the fact that you can pre-order gluten-free Monte Cristos two weeks before a reservation and your waitress just... That's cool. That's incredible. That's like, that's service. I tell you like that. Wow. Very cool. So Monica... Thank you very, very yes. much for writing in and letting us know about this. And again, that email, if you need to contact Disney, is special.diets at Disneyland.com. We'll put it in the show notes as well. So we'll be back next week with more Disneyland news and information. And until then, go out and enjoy the parks. Please remain seated until the podcast comes to a complete stop and the doors have opened. Then collect your belongings, watch your head, and step carefully from the episode. On behalf of all of our crew, thanks for traveling with us. And we hope you have a happy and memorable visit here at DL Weekly.